0: Here in studio with our good friend, a personal friend of mine who I've known for uh, I think 12 years now, 11 or 12 years. We uh, were comrades together. We worked together. Um, I consider him a very good friend of mine. He's a decent human being, and uh, he has uh, same the same uh, some of the same political leanings that uh, well everybody else in this room has. I'd like to welcome Chris <laughs> to our show. Chris, thank you coming uh, for coming all the way down south. Uh, near cantonistan uh, we appreciate it thank chris you. welcome
1: to uh to dope talks in uh fine fine fucking ravenna ohio
0: <laughs> thank
2: you very much for having me on you guys are actually <clears throat> excuse me popping my podcast cherry
3: Ooh, Ooh,
1: oh mazel wow. yeah,
2: this is my first that's podcast. good that's yeah, wonderful
1: i'm all about that so yeah we're gonna talk about anarchy today
0: and why is that such a favorite uh topic of ours i wonder
1: I'm pretty sure everyone's born an anarchist. I have to agree. And I think born a scientist we, and born think, an anarchist. Yeah, and I think we get I think we get those things beaten out of us over the years. So and somewhat a skeptic too. Oh, definitely Absolutely. a skeptic. Yeah. Absolutely, I mean, you're you're definitely being a scientist and a skeptic when you're curious about the uh, daddy long legs and you rip its legs off. <laughs> <laughs> and you're definitely being an anarchist when you tell your parents, you know, fuck you, um, I'm not going to clean my room or I don't have to or uh, those of us who are from, what do they call them now? Mixed families. You're not my real dad. Blended, <laughs> Blended, Blended families. And... Excuse me. Excuse. <laughs> yeah, I think my lingo is a little bit uh, a little bit outdated. I apologize for that. So we're going to uh, go over some cool stuff about anarchism. And this is going to be a departure from uh, the past two podcasts we've done where I've talked a lot. Uh, I'm gonna take a back seat and Jay is gonna kinda guide this discussion because my I'm not sure how to put that. My I guess I don't wanna say philosophy, but um, my viewpoint as far as anarchism is concerned is very, very personal and very small and I don't delve a lot into the philosophy and the history. So I'm actually gonna learn a lot today, which is super exciting.
2: I'm actually probably writing about in the same seat as you, so like it's more of a personal thing for me than uh Jay here is definitely the uh, the learned doctor of the room. So well, I he's always so. he's
1: always the learned doctor of the room, bless his heart. So, um yeah, so we'll get started and you guys can throw some questions back and forth. Um I'm going to pop in I think we're going to talk a little bit about uh the history of anarchism and uh get into some more modern philosophies. So, Jay, take it away.
0: Well, I think it's important for all of us to to recognize that the idea of anarchism has existed probably since the beginning of our species when we started putting two and two together and deciding we don't want to be ruled over. You know, I think that as society developed, where you had certain people who had better access to resources, whatever the case may be, more support. I, I don't want to go down that, that massive rabbit hole because I'm not an anthropologist. I really can't tell you. All I can tell you is about – we're talking about the modern era, let's say, from the Industrial Revolution till the very minute that we're sitting here. And uh, the person that pops up the most, arguably, is uh, Pierre-Joseph Produm, Uh who Agreed. was born in 1809, a uh, French politician, and he was the founder of the mutualist philosophy. We're going to get into that in a little bit when we start breaking down the schools. Uh, he was the first person to declare himself an anarchist. That's that's recorded, let's
3: put it that right, way. Right, that's
1: recorded, because I think you can go back a long way in history, and there are a lot of people that we would look back upon. Sure. And I don't, I'm not trying to revise or to say... Um, XYZ person was an anarchist. We can blame right. them for our school. I find that disingenuous. Uh, it's one of the policies of the left that really bothers me. Mm. Um, taking one person with one opinion and saying, "Oh, they're part of my group now." Well, your group didn't exist back then, so they couldn't be part Correct. of your group. So um, I agree with that. I would I would say, like you know, we had a lot of anarchists even in the founding of the United States. We had a lot of people who were leaning that way, who they didn't have a word to say, "I'm an anarchist." I don't believe that government is healthy. I believe that all governance that's not mutually agreed upon is unhealthy and is tyrannical, but there was no word. So we don't call, for example, Thomas Jefferson an anarchist. Some of us would like to, some of us but wish we, we don't. We I would you love know. to. I would love to. I think that he had some fantastic things to say, but... Not in our case. You know, that's the,
0: the problem, too. I think if you took all of our uh, the founders of the country and if they, let's say, you they were born in the modern era that we live in right now.
1: Oh, yeah, they'd have blue hair and, and they'd be, you, they'd be you, fighting they, the patriarchy, of if course. If you remove the
0: racist elements, too, you know, the fact that they. Well, know, if they, they were could, born in
1: the modern element, you wouldn't have You those wouldn't have those elements. elements,
0: exactly. So I think they would definitely see what we see as being the biggest threat to the individual, which is the state. I think that that is, and that's the thing, there's a lot communication. of this, yeah, there's a lot of this that goes around, in my opinion, at least in my experience, that this is, all. and this maybe this is a punk rock thing, <laughs> but we're always trying to say, you're not as punk rock as me. There, that's why you have so many different schools of thought. There's of a,
1: everything.
3: There's
0: one uniting, the, the massive uniting principle between whatever flavor of anarchism you choose to chew on, is that this, the villain is the state. The villain is the state. It we know agree on that. Yeah. I
1: always ask people: um, Do you feel like you should have the right to decide what you do with your body and your thoughts and your speech, one hundred percent, all of the time? You agree with all of those things? Essentially, you are an anarchist.
2: I don't disagree at all. Yeah, no disagreements here.
1: So, anyway, back to uh, the, the Paul. founding. Paul.
0: Uh, I got a quote from him, and I think it's important because he does get associated in some schools with the anarcho-communist movement. I'm not going to criticize them right now, but we're going to go ahead and talk about what he had to say about communism. And what he said is, Communism is inequality, but not as property is. Property is the exploitation of the weak by the strong. Communism is the exploitation of the strong by the weak. And property, inequality of conditions is a result of force. Under whatever name it is to be disguised, physical and mental force, force of events, chance, fortune, force of accumulated property, etc. In communism, inequality springs from placing mediocrity on a level with excellence. This damaging equation is repellent to the conscious, and it causes merit to complain. For, although it may be the duty of the strong to aid the weak, they prefer to do it out of generosity, They will never endure a comparison. Give them equal opportunities of labor and equal wages, but never allow their jealousy to be awakened by the mutual suspicion of unfaithfulness in the performance of the common task. Communism is oppression and slavery.
1: So this is a really wonderful, um, diametrically opposed comparison. We're looking at communism being oppressive in the sense that everyone's being drugged down. And then when you look at other types of sort of like tyrannical, fascistic, or um, Mm top-down, so communism likes to call itself bottom-up, but, you know, top-down governments saying, well, you know, um, no one is equal because they don't have to be, and we're going to allow this oligarchy to refute itself across the, the area and everyone's going to, well, oh, the poor will always be with us, da-da-da, you hear these. And I think it's an interesting um, comparison because it feels like they're opposite. And I think that we're tricked into this on the regular where we feel like because communism is being pushed by the bottom, it's somehow less oppressive than other systems that are maybe being pushed by the top. And I think it's important in anarchism, and I think that's what your your man here is getting at, that we see all oppression is equal oppression. Oppression is oppression. Agreed. And it's not fucking okay. No. And you can't do it. And if you keep doing it, your system's going to break down. It's going to end in revolt. It's going to lead to something else. That something else may or may not be an anarchist utopia, but... You know, but whatever you've got's going to get smashed. Lash
2: out Somebody's you know. going
1: to lash out and cause Agreed. problems.
0: Agreed. So
2: uh, I
1: like that as a as a proto-anarchistic. Well, kind sure. Of the,
0: the thing is, too, is that while there are many different schools that we can, let's say, let's put it this way, that you can choose from. I also reject a lot of this, um, the left and the right, because we're using a term that comes from the French Revolution for who sat to the left and the right of the speaker. uh I, I, I call it the French scale, okay? That's the French scale of the French spectrum. There should be one spectrum and only one spectrum to measure politics by, if you will. One side is totalitarian, and the other side is freedom.
1: Yes, okay? you either you, either, That's you it. either are for freedom, period. Or you're for or, coercion. Or you are not.
0: Yeah, and right. even if Darn. it's a little bit like
1: I right think on, you should no, be able no, to do no. XY and Z. no, huh? Duh- no, nope, nope. a little bit, a little bit of tyranny this, is still tyranny. That's the start. That yeah, is from what you Slippery
2: slope. And everything just slides down.
1: But is it I mean, Chris, do you think it's really a slippery slope or do you think that that's like um the natural
2: I I think it's a slippery slope in the sense that once you start regulating anything, it becomes a point of, of where do we draw the line? And 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 the line With those in control, always moves. Like they have a moving goalpost. So, yeah, and that's what I mean by it being a slippery slope. So,
1: I think that's what I was asking you that if it's a slippery slope, it's almost like it's unintentional. But from my perspective, if you can get in a little, then you're reaching the ultimate goal. Yeah, yeah, Someone who's in charge, who's pushing this slippery yeah. slope, like that's their...
2: Well, and goal I'm not saying, point. so I, I guess to, to clarify more on my point, it's not a slippery slope from, say, the legislator's perspective, but a slippery slope from what can we get people to accept and then how far can we push it. So yeah, I do think it is intentional on the other side of those who are in power...
1: Yeah, the, that it's a natural—it's it, yeah, yeah. a natural urge. This is how we get what we want, yeah, yeah. Absolute and, and power awful. corrupts
2: absolutely. <laughs>
1: any power well corrupts. Period.
0: Yeah.
2: No I, one should
1: have any power.
0: No,
2: sorry, it shouldn't be. In fact, I'm, I'm uh,
1: stepping out of line already. Well, no, that, I'm sorry. That, you,
0: you perfectly <laughs> segued into what uh, Proudhon said, where he said anarchy is order without power. And I think because people have a tendency, it's been talked about in such a negative light since we were kids in the history books, where we they're talking about Sacco and Vanzetti. It doesn't matter.
1: Sacco and Vanzetti are innocent. saints in this house. They were
0: innocent. They were murdered by the state. They wanted victims. They're saints they, they in this They fit the house. profile because the fucking racist, anti-Italian government, just like it moves the goalposts with what race mm-hmm. they have a problem with, the goddamn drunk Irish, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter who. They no, always no, find they their they target.
1: Were, Sacco and Vanzetti were good men.
0: Agreed. And who they were, were innocent. They weren't murderers. Were they didn't kill anybody.
1: Simply because they were anti-government. Correct. Those of us who are anti-government do not have the choice of where we live. We are trapped in places we don't belong, where governments exist, and we have no choice other than to quietly live our lives and try to do the best that we can to live by our principles, which is exactly what the both of them were doing, who, by the way, didn't know each other. Correct. They weren't even friends. They were guys who walked past each other at the farmer's market, they fit, for fuck's sake. They fit
0: the profile. They didn't
1: even know each other. They fit the so, profile. So, I mean, there's, it, it, so there's saints in this house. Sacco and Benzetti are very fucking close and cared for in this home, if nowhere else.
0: Well, fuck anywhere else then, right? Someone, well, yeah, you know precisely. what? Someone, no. someone
1: asked. Someone has to remember those people. I
0: agree. The candle's got
1: to be lit. whether you like it or not, they died for what they believed in. Mm-hmm. But they didn't even die fighting for what they believed, and they just died because they believed in something. Right. And if that's not tyranny, I don't know what is. I think that's Correct. well said.
0: Absolutely. I think that's well said. Uh, before we get started, now we could spend a three o- we could have three hours for tonight, three hours for tomorrow, three hours next week if we went through all of Easily. the names. For example, <laughs> Kropotkin, Bakunin, Malatesta, Goldman. We're going to talk a little bit about her. We can't Please. ignore her.
3: Uh,
0: Alexander Berkman. <laughs> Uh, we could talk about. We are going to talk about Chomsky. We're going to talk about Rothbard. We might, may or may not talk about uh, Hoppe, but what we are going to talk about, and this is, you know, you guys both talked about something being your anarchism being very personal. So I'm going to talk about the journey that I had, and I hope that you share the journey that you had. Um everybody that knows me knows that I started out my political journey uh on the uh, French scale as I said earlier on the on far the other left side. I was <laughs> uh, Yeah, <laughs> tri- yeah uh,
1: so where they uh they rub cheese under their armpits for deodorant? It smells great. <laughs> you know, That's what I even better
0: when you lick it. Um mm. The thing is I started off as a member of the Socialist Party USA as a very young man. Um I was a committed Marxist. Uh I dabbled a little bit. I I met I met with uh people that were um Friends with Gus Hall when he came through when they had the um, the annual meetings down in Columbus. I remember we went to the Socialist Party meeting for Ohio in 2000, and there were literally 16 of us. I found that very disheartening. I'm like, the revolution is not kicking off. There's what whole, the fuck is going on?
2: Dozens here? of us, I tell <laughs> yeah. you, dozens.
0: And the thing is, I think a lot of us start off with this very <laughs> idealistic, romantic idea that you are working class, you are being exploited for your labor, sure. And what started to change me is when I was working, um, I was working a job during the day full time and I was going to university at night. At first, I'd go to school at 6.50 in the morning and then I would end up going to work at 9.30, getting out at 5 and then driving back to university for lecture and discussion. And I kept looking at my paycheck and I kept saying to myself, well, what the fuck is this all about? Why do I got to pay all these taxes for people who don't do anything? Now, stay with me because this is the journey. So then, that moves you a little bit more to the right, and then in 2001, I didn't renew my membership for the SP uh, USA, and uh, didn't remain affiliated with a party for uh, probably until 2013. Um, I was very much a moderate for a while. Um, I still had that punk rock streak in me, you know what I mean? That revolutionary streak in you. Now, revolutionary generally has, again, on the French scale, gone more to the left than anything else, and that's fine. Um, as I got older and I started, you know, getting more responsible, I became a parent, all of that changed. I became a, a paleo-conservative, I wouldn't even say libertarian yet, that I was for, I was a minarchist, I was for very small government, very little intervention. Uh, but also the patriotism was really high, being, you know, oh, supporting the troops and backing the blue line and all this other shit that, you know, that conservatives do to this day, to this very minute. And then when I came over to the Libertarian Party, I became a member of the Libertarian Party in 2013. But I was already hanging out with them in the Ron Paul revolution that Ray introduced me to. I was like, wow, that really opened my eyes because Dr. Paul, I think, is a brilliant man. And I think if he came out of the closet as an anarchist, it wouldn't surprise any of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he literally know. voted no for every kind of uh, you know, <laughs> spending. Dr. No. Dr. no. He's called Dr. No in the Congress. <laughs> and then when the – A lot of people say the journey between being a minarchist and an anarchist is about six months. I was way behind that. It was about five or four years. It took me a long time. And then when you finally come to the conclusion, it's almost liberating where you – I don't even want to call it uh, red pill because I don't – that's something that a lot of conservatives use. has such a terrible
1: use. connotation. It does now. have a terrible
0: connotation. As
1: a woman, but, I'm telling you, it has a terrible connotation.
0: But when you when you take the blinders off, let's say, or when you finally see the man behind the curtain, you realize that this is all coercion, and all, when you come to the conclusion that coercion is wrong,
1: well, how there far, is no other option. How far do you have to go, Jay, um, when the Libertarian Party, which is a we think of it as like sort of a valid power structure, a group of people who are learned and have some vested political interests in our system. They say to you, taxation is theft because they're doing it at the point of a gun. How long before you turn around and say, well, everything else I have to do. Correct. Is it the point of, a it's gun. it's an
0: inevitable journey.
1: It, it is. It really There's is. There's an inevitability there that is, that is fixed and eternal. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's just how it is.
0: What also got to me too. And I think if you, Sometimes it may work with other individuals when you put it into perspective, when you say, listen, uh, what do you think about, for example, currently the situation with Iran? Let's say.
3: Well, do nobody
1: you really knows think, about the situation with Iran. Do you you really can't even bring that up. Do you really think
0: that the people of Iran have a beef with you individually that live in Northeast Ohio? They don't know where you are. They don't care. They're, Absolutely not. They, they don't hate you. To even it's, think that would be ludicrous. It would be ludicrous, and it is ludicrous. And the fact that people would sign up to go and fight these wars. I mean, i love to see the leaders of these two stupid countries fight each other in the street because we have no there's no stock in it. And you know what I think a lot of this to do also, you know, you heard of the sacred union. The sacred union they talk about was when the socialist party we'll give France an example during World War One. The Socialist Party and in Germany as well backed the government going to war with Great Britain and with the French Empire at the time at world, in, during World War I. Once that happens and you draft, I've read a lot, uh, um, one of my specialties, and part of my degree was in history and the other half was in political science. World War I was a big field of study in mine. There were lots of libertarians. Now, remember, libertarian in a European context is completely different from an American one. In fact, the word libertarian used to mean anarchist especially in France, and it was a... The able-
1: maximum amount of liberty.
0: Correct, but it was also it, it was also a term of being left. It wasn't necessarily one that you would consider being favorable toward free markets or, or pro-collectivist, at least in this country. Over there, it was very much on the left side of that French spectrum that we talked about. Um, I think once you have enough working-class people who may have some of these revolutionary ideas die in the trenches at Verdun or in the Somme or up in Passchendaele, I think that you st- you literally first of all an entire generation of them were cut down in one in one fell swoop over four years. That's a lot of workers and free thinkers who sacrificed their ideals to say, well, maybe this is right, and therefore you see a decline, a decline in that uh, libertarian uh, streak in the working class. Maybe well, you early. have a
1: huge issue because you don't have the freedom to say, I'm not going to do this. So, when you have a big enough population, for example, I'm an artist, if enough people are artists, I can say, you know what, today I'm taking a day off, because there's enough artists that are going to pull their weight, and they'll do the art for the world for today, and I don't have to, like, really worry that much. But if 90% of my, of my cohort is dead, uh, someone's got to take up the slack. So, there's there's something, and it, before Chris tells us his journey on anarchism, I want to ask you, Jay, do you think... That there's something inherently bound between population numbers and the ability to have an anarchist philosophy, whether, you know, whether it's, it's functional, whether it's governmental, whether it exists at all, but just for people to think about anarchy, for people to, to have that feeling. Like, I don't know. I mean, if I were not an artist, I don't know if I would be an anarchist.
0: Okay. Fair enough. I
1: think I maybe have the freedom to do that because I look at what I do and I'm like, you know, it doesn't fucking matter. And because what I do for a living I don't think really matters in the grand scheme of things. Someone lives or dies based on bad paintings.
3: Okay, I that's have this fair. opportunity
1: to say, what else can I do in the world? What else is there right. for me to better? If there weren't enough people, would I have had that choice? And I think that was maybe what you were getting at with the post-First World War issue where an entire generation was wiped out. So everyone else had to take up the slack. There's no time. Correct. There's no time.
0: I think that that's a fair way to look at it. I really do. And also you're in ruins. Everything like you said. Yeah, you've
1: got to, everyone's got AI. to dig ditches now. Yeah. Sorry guys. Right. No time for no time for your philosophical meanderings. Correct. It's time not to dig as, ditches.
0: it's not as serious as the situation was in Europe after the plague where you had that labor shortage. And that workers can begin to demand a little bit more because their labor was in demand, as opposed to having all of the serfs, the, the the plethora of serfs, let's say, available to do all this shit work. Now well, you right. can demand you a, more. You had a
1: labor shortage with with no one, no one to no one to to uh, correct. Well, exploit.
0: That's fine. I, yeah, I
1: That's know. Fine. I, I, I'm I'm not trying to throw out like big fancy angry words right away, but.
0: I'll say what I you will about Marx. He came was, out with good definitions
1: well, he that did we come still use to this definition. day. Actually, I have something to say about that later. But That's fine. Um, I want to hear Chris's journey to anarchism because I think everyone has a has a different personal journey. For sure. So I think it's important that we kind of contrast those here at the beginning.
3: Don't
0: be afraid to get right into that. we got these spit guards on yeah, here. You're Go not going to yeah, ruin like, the
1: condom. Like, no, no, look. <laughs> <laughs> you can, like, rub tongue. Right no All one nice. can see me doing that, but I'm rubbing my tongue on the uh, – On the condo. That microphone will be staying here. I
2: I, I, I will refrain from making out with the microphone. No, no,
1: you
2: can. We don't mind. So I I guess my journey to anarchism, I'll definitely just say JP, I'll start at the beginning, Uh, kind of started at a young age, and I would say more or less my introduction to the ideals of anarchism definitely came from the punk rock community. Um, And... Unfortunately, though, at the same time, like, a lot of people say, like, introduction to anarchy through either popular media or other forms like that kind of might have a tendency to get some people off on the wrong foot or maybe give some people the wrong idea. Sure. Um, Where, you know, I guess to the average layman who's not particularly familiar with the philosophy you say anarchy, and they think, like, revolutionaries going through the street and, you Completely know... Agreed. Yeah, and just, like, complete and total chaos, and, I, and I, that's even how I've heard some people attempt to define anarchy as chaos. Agreed. And, and I find that to be disingenuous to a certain degree, um, only because existence is chaos no matter what you do it doesn't matter i
0: think that's fair yeah
2: it doesn't matter what form of government or what your philosophy is like i mean you can find inner peace i'm not saying that's impossible but sure. existence is chaos so so uh, just as an example and i'm getting a little off track here and i promise i'll get back on
0: oh that's track. okay we've got time
2: so i i was just as i was doing a little bit of research and trying to find some points to to kind of bring up so like say if you just go to google and you look up anarchy. Well, I, oh, I,
1: that's a shit show. I,
2: I, absolutely, absolutely. Like you're
1: asking the masses? Really?
2: <laughs> so so the, the initial definition, which is the primary definition that they give you, is a state.
1: Bomb-wielding crazy person. <laughs> not, not quite,
2: but... Uh, same idea, but a little more eloquently, I guess. Uh, but it says, a state of disorder due to absence or non-recognition of authority. And...
1: I oh, my God. I, I
2: know, right? Right? But if you look at... Well,
1: we could at, spend an hour just picking that <laughs> sentence apart.
0: Well, keep going. No, I'm intrigued by yeah, what...
2: Please, please. So if you look at what the secondary definition Almost is... Almost out further. And this one is the the better definition. It should be the top definition. Excellent. It just says, absence of government and absolute freedom of the individual, regarded as a political ideal. I think my nipples why just got are, hard. Why is yeah, that not oh. the top oh. definition when you do a search? It's by even, design absolutely, absolutely, and we all know that, you know, the overlords at Google um, Well, you know, they've got the yeah, yeah, It's yeah. just to
1: go right back to Sacco and Banzetti
2: Well, so, I mean, if you really want to get, just like, if you want to get down to the bare bones of it, let's go back to the Greek origins of the words so with two different words here, so we have an, which simply just means without and then we have arcos, which means chief ruler so, an, arkos without and a leader, arkos, without chief ruler so I could just not print, get down with
1: that? I, I know, right? I had this conversation with someone about um, radical feminism, speaking of, of going back to the Greek, just earlier today. And I said, well, it's a radical feminist perspective. And she said, well, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> and I said, well, radical feminism, think about mathematically in the Greek, roots and radicals. We want to go back to the very basis, the beginning. What is the root? What is the radical? How are they related? And she was like, Oh. Isn't that a song a,
0: by Ransom? It, it is. It, well, it's it better. Fucking said, A. <laughs> I
1: didn't I didn't understand that. I said, oh yeah. I said it's just like Roots Radicals by Ransom. There it is. <laughs> the roots, she said The Roots,
2: oh, you, the, you know I'm a Radical. What a great song.
3: <laughs> you
1: know I'm a radical. No, I won't I won't get into that, but to be fair, to be fair, um this idea has been completely lost. The, the concept of radical being going to the beginning of something taking something apart until you can't take it apart anymore is it's radical.
3: Yeah.
1: So, you know, five might be your radical because that's as small as you can divide and have a whole number. Right. And so, you know, being interested in mathematics to me, that's very simple. And I sometimes forget that people don't know. They think radical, like, I don't know. I don't know what they think means like jams and like striped shirts and, like, flock of seagulls haircuts. I don't really know what radical means to most people. But apparently it doesn't mean what I think it means. And I think, you know, we look at, we look at anarchism at its at its Greek roots. It doesn't mean to most people what it means to us.
3: Yeah. yeah and,
1: and that's kind of the point of this. Like, what does it mean? What does anarchism mean to an anarchist? Versus <laughs> what does anarchism mean to the BBC? I, I got
0: a good one for you. Oh, a, I hope so. A really good one. So... Both uh, Ray and I are massive fans of uh, Mr. Michael Malice. Uh, Well, she's Michael. I'm
1: I'm single. She's
0: she's a fan in a different way. I don't want to blow the guy. Hey, I, re- I read his books.
1: You know what? Um, I'm good at it. So you know, if you're good at something, you should keep doing it.
0: I hope anybody, the three people that are subscribed to this podcast, are taking notes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I hope the
1: three people that are listening to this podcast are embarrassed. Hi, mom. Uh,
0: that's okay. So he 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 was on Glenn Beck show, and we all know who Glenn Beck is. He's he's a conservative guy. I also love guy. Glenn Beck.
1: Don't get he's, me wrong.
0: No, and nice he's guy. he's actually a great writer. I've, I've he met writes met him a great stories. Of times, He's
1: a fantastic person.
0: But I I mean I don't agree with his politics, but that's fine. He had Michael on the show, and he ch- he tried to trap Michael. He was like, you know, well, you're an anarchist, right? And then Michael says, yes, I wave that black flag very high. And he says, well, you're not advocating for you know, rioting in the streets and you know all this chaos. And he said, well, the reason why there's rioting in the streets is because those are government streets. He says, do you have chaos in your home? <laughs> and Glenn had to shut the fuck up because there is no response to that question. Yeah, yeah and yeah. It, it, it dovetails right into what Chris was talking about. It does. Is this this Matt And of course, you're educated in government schools for twelve fucking years. Sure. that's the perception you're going to come out with, especially when they don't let you. Uh, they don't introduce you to the good literature. Well, that shows you that there you, are other ideas out there. You yeah.
1: almost don't even have a fighting chance. So, oh no, you don't. You so don't. So, a story from my past. Um. I was working at a school, doing um, doing a mural in a, a, a room, a, a school classroom in a high school that was being used for English literature. And the class, while I was painting, I was working. The class was talking about Walden Pond, and, the, and they're doing this like I, I guess what what passes for critical analysis in high school. Um,
0: is there such a thing? I,
1: I don't know. Especially was, these days. You know what? It was. It was. <laughs> twenty no, years it ago was, was a different world. It yeah. was. It was almost Severe twenty years ago. Phone. It was <laughs> almost twenty years ago in a public high school that is known for its liberal arts, liberal arts and arts education program. So they were. The teacher was trying her best to pull something out of everyone about Walden Pond, and I was painting in the class. Let out, and I turned around and I said, "I think it's really amazing that you guys are teaching." Walden pond and no one's just got up and like turned their desk over and like stormed out the fucking room. And she said, no, I've been teaching for 30 years and you were the first. <laughs> <laughs> Basically because, because a couple of years before I'd been in that class and she was doing, and, and and it was like, don't pay your taxes. Don't go to school. Don't do this. Don't do that. I was like, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm fucking out. I'm like, you know, that just, I wish Jeff were here because Jeff would tell the story of how we first met. Um, we were in a class in high school together and something was happening. I'd been misscheduled to a class. I wasn't supposed to be in. I was trying to like tell the bureaucracy. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be somewhere else doing something. Not this. You sound like Dante
0: from fucking clerks. I'm not even supposed to be here. here,
1: (laughs) And like, so they were like tough shit. You have to sit here. You have to do this thing. And I said, fine. And, uh, they said, well, we're going to do X, Y, Z. And I looked around, and I was like, okay. And, and they were like, one, two, three, go. And I was just like, so I'm going to leave now. And I just got up, and I walked to the door, and Jeff jumped up from behind me and screamed, I'm leaving too. And I went into the hallway, and that is how I met my brother, Jeff.
0: It's a great story. Yeah,
1: it was in the hallway, and Otherwise I turned around, that. and I said, who the fuck are you? And he was like, I'm Jeff. And I was like, I'm Ray. And he's yeah. like, you left geometry class. And I said, I took this class last year. They misscheduled me. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to go to my car and smoke some weed. And he's like, can I go? And I was like, yep.
3: <laughs> and
1: a lifelong friendship was forged. Who got hurt? When?
0: When you went to smoke marijuana in your car.
1: Oh, nobody. Nobody. Amazing. Actually, everybody. Actually, everybody. Everybody felt really good. No, I know. I heard that reefer
0: um, makes you fuck jazz musicians.
1: Well, I'll tell you you what. I I hate to tell you this, but the reefer might have turned me into a jazz musician. But did you get
0: fucked by fellow reefer smokers? You see where I'm going with this? This reefer madness bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I love the reefer
1: madness bullshit. So here's the deal, Reefer turned me into a jazz musician, but it also got me um well, I mean, maybe Reefer didn't get me a, a spot in an Ivy League fucking I bet Frito-Lay school. Frito-Lay had a few you know, victims like I, I
0: like mine. I mean, Well, on.
1: you know, I've seen a lot Fuck more a free people LA die had to from overtime when from I found out liver. what grass was. Yeah, I've seen a lot more people die from fatty liver. So maybe like maybe Reefer's bad effects are secondary not primary. <laughs> I can't really say. My body, really my choice. Care. Dude, for real? For real. That's That's, that's where the bottom like, fucking line like, The bottom line is... if you're
2: ideal of anarchy, right? to.
1: You really want to really fucking eat yourself to death on Taco Bell, knock yourself the fuck out. Have a great time. Thank I you. I hope you die fucking happy. <laughs> I hope you die happy. That's great. I'm planning on having a heart attack on a fucking bicycle. Uh. And that's fine, too. That's my choice.
0: I'll probably I, die in jujitsu jitsu while I'm rolling.
1: God, I hope so.
0: That's a real hot death
1: too with <laughs> the fucking key and the rash guard. So sweaty. Ooh. I want you to I want to see you in your coffin with just like like fucking maggots. That's cremated. Rash. Bro. I'm Matt rash. cremated. Oh. You
0: ain't going to see shit.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm going to see shit. Who you think's going to be there to haul your fat ass to the fucking crematorium?
0: My kid?
2: He's <laughs> yeah, has got work right. to do. You
1: really think he's going to push that? I'm going to be pushing that girl. Maybe to both you of you. You know it. It's but probably going to be both of use, us guys. Which,
0: you know, both of you. Okay, so let's try. Let's try to bring the bus back on. Yeah, back right, yeah, the fucking to stop. back to i okay, here. I'm we made sorry. a stop at the. Uh, we at took the speedway. We, took a, we got, we a, got a little head from the fucking lot lizard.
1: We <laughs> hey, got a couple hey, of hey, Red hey. Bulls. We're <laughs> ready to roll.
0: We're <laughs> ready to roll.
1: Yeah, so Chris, I want to know, like, ultimately, what what pushed you over the edge? You saw something somewhere. Okay,
2: okay, so 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 back back to my story. Yeah, um,
1: I, I want to hear your story.
2: So uh, you know, obviously, my introduction to anarchy and, and the ideals of it, you know, through punk rock. I discovered punk rock at, at an early age, and, and I know a lot of people will probably laugh at this no. example nowadays. No, no, no. no but my not. introduction to punk rock as, like a ten-year-old kid was 1994 when Green Day Dookie released an Offspring Smash. And that whatever, was, that was my
1: introduction. Me, whatever gets me, you, let you let in me, tell you the tell
0: door. You whatever gets you in the door.
1: My my biological dad played with the MC5. My mom was a new wave rocker. I grew up with the fucking Mothersbaugh kids. Like, we were punk rocks, big time, all the way out. Like, I was, like, 10 or 11, and my mom was taking me to see the Swing at Utters. Like, <laughs> all right. so Swing it's it's okay. That is a like, name from the past, like, right? No, it's That's not a name. Like, They're one of my favorite bands. Don't you start. Like, you know, she's like, oh, yo, the U.S. Bombs are playing this weekend. Do you want to go? So...
0: Both of which there's, bands are on the "Give 'Em the Boot" one through like there's, six. There's, Every there's, time right? it came out, one, yeah, both of them were on. Yeah, right? so there's and so nothing there's, the no, there's
1: nothing wrong. wrong. So right, to be fair, um, Green Day, Dookie, that was a, that was a fucking great album, and there was a lot of really awesome stuff going on with punk rock right then. And I was really alienated as a as a young person because there's pictures of me in like like, checkers, suspenders, and vans when I was, like, five or six. And no one in kindergarten wanted to talk to me. And my mom kept saying, don't worry, fashion comes back around. So I was totally vindicated in the 90s because I had the same haircut and I wore the same clothes. That's right. I just kind of hang around in the background and just wait for it to come back. But there was a lot going on in the 90s, I think, that was really um, really formative for a lot of people. And, And there was a great opportunity there because there were a lot of I don't want to say, like, fans are, like, the most important thing, there were a lot of fans that were talking about stuff like that. Yeah,
3: absolutely. And
1: so I really don't want you to feel embarrassed. Like, I'm in it with you, bro. Yeah,
2: uh, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that there – I believe you had referenced something about there's always – no matter what movement or no matter what you're into, there's always those elitist. Oh, pricks. someone who's punker yeah, than you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm more see. punk than I'm more punk than you, and I don't listen to sellout bands like Green Day. <laughs> but <laughs> that's but, not but, punk. But, but but from a ten year old child's mind, like like listening like blew my mind. It rocked. It's my mind. It changed, it changed you. my life. Yeah, yeah. From, you, from that point forward, you
1: heard Absolutely. brand new things you yeah. had never heard and, before,
2: and that was my introduction to punk rock, and also like a part of my journey, like growing up in you know, a lower income family a lot of my life, that the wealth disparity is one of those things that becomes totally obvious, you know, in, in our system and, and sows a, a lot of seeds of discontent.
1: And it's so much easier to That's be a fair. punk rocker when you're broke.
0: Yeah,
2: absolutely. So much absolutely. Because like, you have a totally different to, perspective on You don't have to buy life.
1: the cool shit. Like, the cool shit your cool shit. Is that shit? the fucking
0: Goodwill? Yeah, it's like yeah.
1: fucking $2. Yeah, yeah. So right. you're like, fuck yeah, man. Like, I'm gonna have all the coolest fucking shit. Yeah. Like your plaids like, are the ones yeah, that somebody like wore real, back yeah, in 75. The, the one-of-a-kind
2: stuff you got, that you found. You like yeah, you great. got a
1: cool friend who can fucking stitch them up on her sewing machine or whatever. Like someone's mom. Like and my then all mom. the patches. Like yeah. my mom. Someone patches on her fucking uh, sweaters and our jackets I'm, when we were I'm kids. Say, like, I
2: miss my old jean jacket with all my...
1: Oh, I'll hook you up with a new one. I'll hook you up with a new one. I got a sewing machine. I got all the time in the world.
2: Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I remember, I actually remember because it had an upside down American flag on it. And I remember one <laughs> time. Oh disaster. I bet oh, you got Oh, man. I had one dude. He he actually didn't have the balls to come up and say anything to of my face. Of course not. Of course but not. But he was far away and talking loudly and I could hear what he was saying. And, and he was obviously like just going on and on and on about this. Upside down flag, like bro, like it's a patch. It really gets to you that bad. So I just, yeah, I just, I ignored it. Good Uh, for you. But but anyway, so moving moving forward, so so music, uh, you know, growing up semi poor, you know, seeing. Uh, wage disparity. Uh, so you you know, have some
1: you, socioeconomic uh, yeah, impetus. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you're being egged and, on by. And early, I would say early
2: on, way. early on, I took more, uh, and I mean, I even told people as far back as you know, fifteen or so years ago, like I probably would have told you that like I was like a leftist. Right. You know, I would have told you for sure, like, oh yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm a left. I'm I'm liberal, you know, right. I, I vote Democrat, you know, sure. down the party line for sure. Um and it was actually around the time when I first met you mm. so we're talking back in two thousand eight. Yeah. So eleven years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um and it was right around that time, I remember, you know, we were talking about a lot of stuff. And that was that was probably that moment in my life uh, when, when my eyes started to open. And, and you started talking some stuff. And it was like, I, as a matter of fact, I remember, you know, my first bout at, you know, our place of employment at the time. Yep. Uh, you and I would waste a lot of time talking to each other. And, and it was because we shared so many of the same ideas. And it right. was amazing to hear somebody else kind of put that into words for me of course um you know sometimes some people do have trouble putting things into words or finding the right word and and hearing you talk about some of that stuff and it's like right on dude and it it led me down that rabbit hole um and i would say probably initially before i really started to cling to the the true ideals of, of what i believe anarchism to be i probably went Kind of down a similar trail to you where you go down that libertarian, right, race, you know, sure. taxation is theft. I mean, who can't get behind that sentiment that I've said it numerous times. The government is only good at two things and that's taking money that doesn't belong to it and waging war. That's the only thing. Oh no no, no. they're also
1: good at fucking up.
2: (laughs) Well that too. That too. But I I think it fits
1: uh, in there somewhere. Yeah, I I think I think a lot of that
2: might actually wind up being the byproducts of taking shit that doesn't (laughs) belong to you and waging war.
0: Well done. Uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well done. Uh, so and then I went down that trail and then I I would say, you know, as you get older I, I know I myself, the older I get, the more curious I become. Uh about you know particular things, and that's when I really started to look into you know what the ideals of, of like real anarchism are, not like you know like the the pop culture references that you see of you Banksy
1: know, paintings, correct? Yeah, yeah, wall, like some, like, some yeah. guy throwing a Molotov like, you cocktail, know, you know, Antifa so
2: it's a, it's people smashing store windows correct. and stuff like that. Like people think that that is anarchy, and that Agreed. do people yeah. do
1: think that's anarchy, and that is not. And, and it's, it's really
2: weird. You, can, are,
0: you can't be anti-fascist and also try to silence other people at the same yeah, time. Yeah, no, 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 no. It doesn't no. jive. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't jive yeah, it, does it doesn't Yeah, it doesn't
2: jive at all. It's, it's, I it's agree It's disingenuous. With that. But, so, I mean, that's kind of my my journey. Um, you know, like I said, my early exposure to, to the ideals of it through punk rock and that's one of those things it's another rabbit hole that you go down you get your introduction and then and then it's just you just keep going and keep going and and it just it never ends and for a lot of people by the time you know if you still listen to punk rock by the time you're 30 you know you're punk rock for life it's you're locked yeah yeah, you're locked you're locked
1: locked okay so so like that being said i'm gonna make this super quick um, I'm a professional punker. I come from the suburbs. After fifteen years, I'm still having fun. <laughs> I'm now over thirty, not looking so pretty. But at least I had a beat-up accordion. So, um, yeah, I'm pushing 40. I'm doing just fine. And uh, if you turn 40, I will buy you a Beck's beer, pass you a bong, buy you a Bushmills, or sing Sing you a song. song. So, you can ask Lewis. I certainly brought him a Bushmills and sang him a song on his
3: birthday.
1: (laughs) I'm coming from a completely different place. Um, My parents were were radicals. Um, My mother was, is, excuse me, a radical feminist. And my father was a... um, sort of like heavy rock, blues musician. So I grew up in a household where this was totally acceptable. Uh, Parents took me to punk rock concerts. Uh, You know, do whatever you want to do. Uh, Mohawks were okay. Black leather jackets were okay. Doc Martens were awesome. And as long as I was punching Nazis, nobody cared how many fights I got in. So I joined the Libertarian Party at 17 because my parents were what I would call Reagan Democrats, but they got on board with uh, Bill Clinton. So I had done the Bill Clinton campaign with them in junior high, and when the next election cycle rolled around, uh, I didn't really feel like I got, you know, what we were paying for. And I thought, well, it's my chance to come up to vote. I even to pick a party. And if I'm the Libertarian Party, so I have old like uh, you know Freeman Press newspapers and and all this shit in my filing cabinets, like all the old shit I used to get from the Libertarian Party. So you're know, looking at like 1997, 98, and I spent a long time as a Libertarian, most of my adult life, kind of always thinking anarchism is a great idea, but not something that you could ever. Put into practice. Therefore, we must work within the system that we have. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Jay and I went down this hole. I, I apologize because I drug him down it with me. Um, when the Libertarian Party on, on Ron Paul's behalf did their best to infiltrate the Republican Party, I became a, a Republican punk. I, I, I raw rod for the party. I worked for the Young Republicans. I did everything that they asked me to do because I just wanted to get my voice heard and i thought working within this system this is the way to fucking do it you find a way you infiltrate you talk you convince people i'm a very convincing person i drag people to the dark side all the time i'm really good at it and i'm a jedi so there's a problem there but you know i tried to try to try to, and finally like i finally i just fucking gave up i just gave up and i said you know what this is crap i'm an anarchist and I've always been an anarchist in my heart. I was familiar with Emma Goldman. I was familiar with some early anarchist writings. Obviously, Sacco and Vanzetti, big, uh, big saints in my house. But I never really, I never really did any investigation historically or politically. I never tried to align myself with anything. It was just simply, I fucking quit. This doesn't work. It's not fucking right, and I'm not going to put my hands in it. Because if you have your hands in the pie, you're as guilty as everybody else. So I I just want to die at peace, knowing that I fought the good fight and, uh, and, and living the best life that I can live in the sense that I'm not invading anyone else's freedom. I'm not hurting anyone. I have really strict fucking morals, and I stick to those. And I think most people do. And if they could just be encouraged to do that without thinking they're reliant on a government to do so, maybe we could make some headway, but maybe we won't. And this is why I always say I'm a functional anarchist, not not like a philosophical or intellectual anarchist because I haven't read that much. I don't know that much. I know that I don't like anarcho communism or anarcho syndicalism,
0: which we will th- talk about here shortly.
1: I think right, I'm leading you into that. I think that if if I had to say I was something, mm-hmm. I would say that I'm I'm a voluntarist. I really think that's the best way to look at anarchism. Sure. I I agree, and you agree that we're going to do this thing, and we do this thing, and and that's our governance. It's an agreement between the two of us, or the ten of us, or the one hundred and twenty-five of us, or whoever many people have to kind of vote to say. As long as, we as have it's a, mutual, yeah. Maybe we yeah. have a runoff election, mutual and
0: voluntary. We yeah. all
1: sort of like we all sort of mutually agree to a certain thing. Like I don't drive the right way down the one-way street because it's legal. I drive the right way down the one-way street because my neighbors also drive the right way Correct. down the one way street absolutely. and that's what they're expecting and they're my friends. Yeah. And I don't want to hurt them or do their no kids.
3: Harm. Yeah. Do no harm. Absolutely I don't yeah. want to
1: do any harm. And you know, so it goes back to like all of these all of these ideas about do no harm. Um I, I don't know, the non aggression principle, I guess. You know, don't swing first. At least or like I mean like break it down to our yourself. Uh, really yeah. long, go back to our oh, very first podcast though be a Jedi. Man, trust me, I defend myself, yeah. but I never swing first. Yeah. You know, what did, what did my, what did my biological dad used to say? Um, you don't always, you should never start a fight, but you should always finish a fight.
0: Or at least do your best to do so.
1: Right. So, you know, that, so that's where that leads to me from my journey. like, I came from a completely different place than you guys. I was, I was bred to end up here. Like, my parents raised me to be a fucking radical feminist and, and and some kind of weird anarchist outlier in politics. And they're, like, perfectly content with what they've created. <laughs> the rest of the world, not so much. So.
0: Do you want to talk a little bit more about your uh, anarcho-feminist background and uh, any of the history before we start going on a deep dive here? I mean, yeah. we're already... Almost an hour in, and it's great. I think think we're having a great conversation. But why don't you you lay out for us and the three people that might be listening here in Portage County. Dozens of us, I tell you. Yeah,
1: so anarcho-feminism is kind of like... um, All right, we have to start at the beginning. So for feminists, there's a beginning, and the beginning is the first wave of feminism. And that's when women and And, like Jay said, we have the French scale. well, we have the American scale, so that's when women in America asked for their right to vote um, so other people call this suffragette or suffragism, or i don't i don't know whatever they call whatever. it whatever we call it first white feminism, so they had like one goal and one goal only, and that was it women women should be allowed to vote because. They're making decisions, they're owning property, they're doing shit, and they should fucking be allowed to vote, right? Okay, fair. So then we have something called second-wave feminism. And in second-wave feminism, we talk about um, other rights that women don't have. So women get the right to vote, but we, we don't suddenly have the right, for example, to exist in the workplace without harassment. We don't have an equal pay scale compared to men, we're still judged as different in some way biologically. So second wave feminism looks at this and says, well, there's all kinds of stuff that's happening to women and it's happening because of their biology. So there's oppression and it's, it's not because we can't vote. It's because of our biology. That doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> we end up with third wave feminism which is the feminism that many of you are going to be, or, or all three of you listening, are going to be familiar with. Okay. The sex work is work. Feminism is empowerment. M- women want to be equal to men. Um, and this is a problem. So I was raised by a second wave feminism. Feminist mom. If could get that out correctly. So my second wave feminist mom said, um, men are evil and money is power. You need to understand that. If you're going to go into the man's world you're going to do man's work, because I don't think that you're going to be a housewife, and I don't think that you're going to have children, you need to be prepared to do better than everyone else and take less money, because that's how the fucking world works. And I was like, but why? And she said, well, it's called patriarchy. We'll talk about it later. So, you know, two, two bachelors and a halfway of a master's in women's studies, which I thesis but didn't pass that's another story from the time um i've learned that my opinion is women are oppressed based on their biology for reasons that cannot be determined i don't think that it's capitalism i don't think that it's religion i don't know why somehow it's got ingrained in society that women are less than men and in anarchist theory or what little that i do read Um, It leads me to Emma Goldman, who says, I'm not going to have a revolution if there's no dancing. So immediately, I'm like, that's my fucking girl. I don't even, the rest of it, I don't even care. I don't even care, that one statement. Um, But I have this great this great fucking quote from her. Um, She said, in 1897, I demand the independence of women, her right to support herself, to live for herself to love whomever she pleases, or as many as she pleases. I demand freedom for both sexes, freedom of action, freedom in love, and freedom in motherhood. And and that was it. Like, if I needed any selling to get to anarchism, all I had to read was that, because that, to me, was perfect. So, I mean, there's an idea that um, women should be able to be free from patriarchy, and must be free from patriarchy before all of us can be free from government. And I would think that that would kind of, like, move across borders and would say, like, we have to do the smaller freedoms first. So we have to free people from from patriarchy, but also from racism. And from, uh, Jay, is there a word for uh, when you're against uh, immigrant class? Is there a ism for that? Well, I mean, Xenophobia like, would be xenophobia. A start. Okay. And, so know. xenophobia would be a start. Um you know, so this idea that like no one can be free unless we're all free. And I feel like a lot of early anarchism left women behind, and Emma really like put that in perspective. It's for a me. very
0: egalitarian statement. It's extremely egalitarian. Well it has to
1: be. It has know? to be egalitarian. Um I I know we're we're leaning I would be leaning into the left by saying this, but um Eugene Debs said, well, any, any person is in prison unjustly, I am not free.
0: He would know because he was imprisoned by Woodrow Wilson's government. And, and Emma Goldman was, was
1: imprisoned unjustly and her partner was murdered by the state for a crime he did not commit because he was an anarchist. I mean, if those people can't be free, how can we claim that we have any freedom? So, I I feel like there's a synchronicity there between radical feminism and just the general anarchist, like, sort of push forward. Maybe it's personal. I'm sure it's personal. Okay, it's very personal. But.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's nothing wrong I, with that. Yeah, yeah, not at all.
1: I really feel like, you know, women are. Women are left behind in every other political movement. Everywhere you go. Everywhere. And anarchists so far generally do a great job not leaving women behind. And we don't want to be left behind. We're good comrades. We have things to offer. We're just as strong and just as brilliant and just as good as everybody else. But we don't want to be told, which is what Emma was told um, before her, her giant complaint in 1897, she was told, well, uh, women can protest and they can sing the songs and they can march in the streets, but but still in the end, um, you're subservient to men. And she said, how is your oppression any different than the state's oppression? And this is a huge problem for me. So, I don't know. I deal with it as I can.
2: Yeah, I mean, oppression is oppression is oppression. Across no, the board. No, no matter who's applying the pressure. So, Agreed.
0: No, there's no question about it. Um, and it's, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned, well, we started with Emma, and uh, I'm going to segue into one of the schools, one of the most successful, I, I argue the most successful schools of, of anarchism uh, in the modern era is uh, anarcho-syndicalism. And, um,
1: not a bad philosophy.
0: It's not a bad philosophy. And just to give you the Wikipedia entry, because I'm not trying to come up with my own, I'm using uh, scholarly... Uh, uh, sources, I mean, I'm not going to cite it. This isn't a fucking term paper. You're not going to get that kind of service out of me right now. But uh, if we were to, to define anarcho syndicalism, is also referred to as revolutionary syndicalism, is a theory of anarchism that views revolutionary, revolutionary industrial unionism or syndicalism as a method for workers in capitalist society to gain control of an economy and thus control and influence in broader society. Syndicalists consider their economic theories a strategy for facilitating worker self-activity as an alternative, cooperative economic system with democratic values and production centered on meeting human needs. Uh, the basic principles of anarcho-syndicalism are solidarity, direct action, which is action undertaken without the intervention of third parties such as politicians, bureaucrats, and arbitrators. arbitrators, excuse me, and the direct democracy or worker self-management. The end goal of syndicalism is to abolish the wage system, regarding it as wage slavery. Anarcho-syndicalist theory is therefore generally focused on the labor movement. Uh, They view the primary purpose of the state as being the defense of private property and therefore of economic, social, and political privilege, denying most of its citizens the ability to enjoy material independence and the social autonomy that springs from it. Um, They believe that direct action, action carried out by workers as opposed to indirect action, such as electing representatives to a government position, will allow workers to liberate themselves. And the most famous one that we have uh, is arguably the most famous American-born anarchist, which would be Noam Chomsky. Um, He uh, he identifies as an anarcho-syndicalist, and he wrote the introduction to the modern edition of anarcho-syndicalism theory and practice. And he also joined the Wobblies, which are the international got love the Wobblies. Of the world. Um,
3: I love the Wobblies. I think
0: it's important to mention, though, <laughs> while we're on the topic, that the reason why I say anarcho syndicalism is the most successful is because you gauge your success, I think, when it comes. First of all, they took over all of Catalonia, okay? And George yeah, Orwell and you know went what, there, you know and what, Emma Goldman went there. Oh, hell
1: the Catalonians, really. The Catalans right. had great, great ideas.
0: So they did have they great were, ideas. I can't were, say I agree with everything, to this, to but they day, literally you, abolished the government. Those of you who
1: are listening, look up Catalonian Revolt, and you will find that the Catalan region of Spain are still revolting on anarchist principle. Thank God for those people.
0: I agree. Really, and like I was, they might
1: not be perfectly aligned with what I believe. No, but they're. You
0: know what? But you know, this is a grab bag. You're going to get not, a little mix they, of everything. Get to you, it, man. Remember, like we said at the beginning of this discussion. The, the villain is the state. The villain is the state. Not your neighbor, the state. Let's begin, let's build the foundation yeah, when we all agree on that. But this, but this is what that. leads
1: you to why anarcho-syndicalism is so popular. And and it is because it accepts some level of state.
0: Some level. And here's the issue. Like I was Like I was saying earlier, you can measure your success by the threat of the enemies that come for you. And this anarchist uh, successful ex- uh, experiment was destroyed by the communist-backed uh, Republicans and the fascist-backed Francoists. They both teamed Across up. Across the board. They both. This is this is just like when they went for fucking Poland, which everybody fucking forgets about at the beginning of the Second World War, when the fucking Hitler and Stalin were holding hands while they were executing <laughs> yeah, poles. Yeah. yeah. Both the communists and the fascists went after the anarcho-syndicalists and destroyed them. That's when you know that you've hit a serious nerve when those two fuckers can park their bullshit and say, you're a problem, yeah. and we need to get rid of you right fucking now, mm-hmm. and then we'll keep fighting. Yeah. Okay? They're the mo- I, in my opinion, in my educated opinion, I believe them to be the most successful, large-scale movement of anarchism in the history of the... I mean, I, I don't think we can see this anywhere. Yes, we yeah, have right. pockets in Detroit. We have Michoacan po- uh, pockets in Mexico. Also, the, the Oaxaca cooperatives that they have down there. They all are kind of anarcho syndicalist, but large-scale well, speaking. Well, yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, we've When
1: had you have, that, when you had have George Orwell as. going
0: down there, and Emma Gold- when, when Emma Goldman shows up, Shit's going down. She showed up when the the Russian Revolution happened and the Socialist Revolutionaries took over under Kerensky. And then guess what? She started writing letters to everybody. When the Bolsheviks started fucking shooting people, she said, this isn't what we thought it was. We We have a problem. And Mm -hmm. to me, that lends legitimacy. I'm not an anarcho-communist. I could never identify as one. And we'll get into that. We'll get into why. But I can give her 100% points for pointing out Look, bolshevism is state capitalism, mm-hmm. okay? You're, you're you're trading a small group of people who control the means of production. You're not giving it to the workers' soviet. And that's why you had the Kronstadt rebellion. The Kronstadters oh, were yeah, anarcho-syndicalists, no, is, and they said, "Hold the fuck on a minute. What we didn't fight for this fucking red what? this red bureaucracy you created." And they killed them all.
1: But syndicalism. And you know who
0: led the charge? Trotsky. So I don't want to fucking <laughs> hear so the Trotskyists.
1: Trotsky oh, yeah, well, Trotsky
0: was one of the good guys, <laughs> and it was <laughs> Stalin was the bad guy. No, 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 no. You're, look up his quotes about everyone, exterminating speech that was against the Bolsheviks.
1: The that's okay. I'll fix it later. That's how Trotsky ended up dead. But the syndicalists have their own problems because they are he was a
0: murderer too that's that's all I want to get across. <laughs>
1: he was absolutely a murderer too i don't I don't buy that fucking Frida movie shit with salma Hayek I know not not he wasn't just a nice little guy who had sex with a lady like whatever. I could be a nice guy that has sex with a lady ladies I'm listening
3: yeah.
1: um syndicalism has its own problems though because it's also reliance on a type of organization that is not that's that's not. Mutualists, it's not voluntarists. This is where like, we get
0: into the discussion where where the quote left leaning
1: yeah, anarchists,
0: is, you need some form of coercion to confiscate private property. So the
1: question and I'm not just
0: talking about the factory, I'm talking about if you own a big fucking farm like they did in the Ukraine and they considered yeah. you a kulak uh, because you uh, had one uh, employee no, 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 and no, one dairy a, cow. Not
1: okay. So so the question here is can you have human enabled self-rule? without someone in charge to tell people what to do. From my perspective as a functional anarchist, I see this only black and white. And one side of this equation is, no, people are bad and have to be led and told to do what to do or they will not be good. And I would call that the pessimistic side. And the other side is people are good inherently. And they will be good, and they will cooperate, and they will be friends, and they will fucking make things work together if it's mutually beneficial.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I would call that the optimist side. So I look at all of our, our left-leaning, quote, left-leaning, American-style left-leaning, sure. anarchist brothers and sisters, and they're on that on that first side, the pessimist side. They don't believe that people are good. Would that be
0: like a Hobbesian approach?
1: Yes, Okay. Absolutely, as opposed and to I a Lockean and one. Absolutely, and I look from my perspective, and I say, well, I believe people are inherently good, and I would call that a Zen Buddhist approach.
0: All right, what do you got
2: first? Well, I, I, I was going to say with the whole people are inherently bad. Like I could just, I could. I could never agree with that. I right, you can't
1: because people have because, to be good, because right? Pe-
2: because people, by and large, though not all of them intelligent, sure,
1: sure, sure, there, are, are, and there are, 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 are
2: at least have good intentions. But the problem most is that no people matter
1: think they're doing the yeah. best that they can with what they've been But offering. no matter
2: what you do, there's going to be bad people.
1: Right, but if you could offer Correct. most, if you could offer most people a better okay. option, they would take it and they would do it, and they would probably be uh, virtuous and upright. And fucking honest about doing it.
3: Yeah, yeah. And,
1: there, yeah, there's going to be some bad apples that are going to take advantage. We'll just shoot those people behind the chemical shed. The law of averages. I'm not averages. worried about those people. <laughs> right. It's the law of averages. But if you, if you have a statistically optimistic opinion of human beings, you could say, we could offer these people a better future that's self-governed, and they would do a good job.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Or you're a pessimist, and you say, well... We'd like to do that. However, mm-hmm. we're not there yet. So, so this is Trotsky and fucking Stalin Correct. and all these guys. Someone's gonna be in charge for a while. I'm, I'm doing the air vanguard, quotes, everyone. The a while, of the which means forever. <laughs> the a while means forever, everybody. That means totalitarian fucking rule forever. Yeah, for the rest ab- of your absolutely. Lives. So you absolutely. die, and your children die, and your grandchildren but, die.
2: That's how our dictators get into power. Like, sure, you I'm know? just gonna yeah. be
1: here for a minute, bro. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mind me.
0: The idea that I think that if we were to have a sit-down conversation with someone who either identified or was openly an anarcho-syndicalist or an anarcho-communist. Yeah, but we don't how, talk to those people. How I would approach them is simply this. And, and there's not, not right. all anar- anarchist uh, ideas that are on the, le- quote, left side of the spectrum are bad. And we're going to get into a couple of them that I regularly identify with, regularly. But ask them, may I leave the commune? Or the community? And may I do business on my own for profit? The answer is inevitably going to be absolutely not because you're exploiting somebody. Not a motherfucking chance.
1: But what if I'm only working for myself? Oh, you're explaining yourself. And that's morally bad. Well, I consented. So consent is okay, right? No, not in this case.
0: That's where we run into the trouble. A fucking
1: problem. It is
0: a problem. Now, I'm going to run a couple of ideas by you guys, and uh, I want to see what your reaction, uh, what both your reactions will be. Um, you're
1: smiling. I think it means I haven't seen these notes. <laughs> this is correct, and you're going to really not, enjoy this. Both of you not, are really going to enjoy I this. I've not seen these notes, so I'm going to let I'm going to let Chris go first because I feel like I'm talking too much. Okay. How about the
0: voluntary practices of counter-economics, which will include the following. This is a a list of brevity. Arms trafficking, bartering and alternative currency use, being an illegal immigrant or hiring illegal immigrants, drug trafficking, electricity theft or tapping, exchange of food stamps, mutual credit, off-the-grid energy and solar energy, smuggling, subsistence farming, tax evasion and prostitution. All those things sound fucking cool to me, man. Don't they? (laughs) They sound fucking great to me. I've just listed off some of the things that are considered agorism.
1: Market 10. I love these things. Yes.
0: (laughs) Now, agorism is a libertarian social philosophy that advocates creating a society in which all relations between people are voluntary exchanges by means of counter-economics. Now, the thing is, it's listed on the libertarian left.
1: Let's go back real quick. Let's define agorist. It's a Greek word, which yes. comes from agora, the agora, which is the, the market, populace, yeah. so the marketplace, the marketplace. The speaking, so, yep. so this is uh, this is like saying we're going to be agorist, which means we're going to allow everyone to speak, and from this cacophony of voices, we're going to determine a fucking result, right?
0: Okay,
1: it's a group, it's a group effort. Okay, so that's important to say because although from an American perspective that sounds, quote, leftist, the American left has come to be defined by leadership, not by the people. For example, you see many um, workers' unions in America leaving, quote, the left and moving to, quote, the right, and this is because they feel left out. So, uh, agorism would be, more true to like the people and that initial idea of the liberty of the people being more important, so it would be liberal in like the classical sense, wouldn't it yeah, yeah, am I understanding that correctly? because i know like i know the greek like i know the greek roots of the word. Sure. so i'm yeah. curious for i'm curious for how it relates to the words that we Libertad. use today i think that our language is really important and it's really critical especially in discussions like this
2: absolutely i mean that's how we communicate our ideals i mean well if
1: we have something that's not specific yeah we have issues and i think yeah. that in popular culture we have the left and the right both muddling what are an art Things and I can get into specifics. Well, you guys, off of microphone <laughs> Yeah, have, I mean, I can get it. I can get the specifics, if, but if I don't you want to get into that, counter I'm
0: economics, counter economics is essential. If the way I, I mean, interpret I'm totally
1: it, totally okay with counter economics
0: is depriving the state of revenue, and
1: by like, depriving which is, the st- which is time banking, which is bartering, which, which is labor the farmers sharing, market, which is the farmers market, mm-hmm. which is paying your fucking guy that paints your house under the table. Correct. I mean. All of that I encourage people when I, I do a ton of art and graphic design work and people are like, How do I pay you? I'm like, Well, are you gonna claim it on your taxes? And they're like, I'm not sure. And I'm like, Well, if you don't, I can give you a twenty percent discount. There it is. Because I have to pay seventeen and a half percent to the feds and then some little like add-on percentage to the state. So if I don't have to if you just give me something and I don't have to like put it in my books, I'm benefiting and you're saving money. To me, that's mutually beneficial to everyone Correct. involved it's 100% in, the, in the beneficial in the, in the to both agreement. parties and, economics in its I truest form. That's that's actually it's capitalism <laughs> in its truest form, but I, you know That's um, a dirty I word. Really, I don't really give a fuck about the government. I don't care what they have or don't have. Fuck that. I don't have time for that.
0: Whatever they, whatever, like my buddy Brian said, whatever they don't have, they don't know if they have it, but they don't. Yeah,
1: not sure. <laughs> right. I mean, they can't even tell me why the toilets cost $400 at the Pentagon. Uh, like,
0: whatever. But that's a separate you know, show. Can, that's a right, separate but I'm show. I'm just saying,
1: if you can, if, if the government could find Chris, a way Chris, you're welcome
0: to come back for that show.
1: <laughs> if you can find a way to fucking fit all those things into a budget on an Excel spreadsheet that I can understand that has, like, item cost item cost contractor cost item cost i'd be more than happy to look at that but i never see that so i'm just like i don't know what you guys do with my money i'm pretty sure it's shit i don't agree with you're not funding the national parks you're murdering people on the other side of the fucking planet i'm not okay with any of this i'm pretty okay with not giving you my fucking money whichever way it happens and my customers are happy to i mean
2: as a matter of fact don't I mean, doesn't the military have what's called the, the black budget, which they don't disclose Somewhere. shit yeah, yeah. about what they spend your money because, on? Correct. And the Congress votes on it blind. Yeah, yeah, they
1: can't. They can't tell you how much it costs because they can't tell you what it is. Because if they told you what it is, you would most you likely might, fucking
0: disagree
2: with you. It. Might <laughs> tell like some like drone
1: ra-
0: striking brown people in yeah, the Middle yeah, East. Yeah, you yeah. might yeah.
1: tell some brown person on the other side of the planet they're about to get drone <laughs> struck. Yeah, but I mean,
0: freedom.
3: My freedom.
1: <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so freedom isn't think- free.
2: <laughs>
0: there's a hefty fucking free. Nine eleven, nine eleven, nine eleven.
1: Right. So I feel like I feel like that's where we get with that. Uh. Like you get into this situation where if you even argue counter economics, you're almost saying that like quote legit economics are legit, but they're not. Like counter economics insinuates. That you are countering or fighting something, some system. Are you going to play it? Play no. it into the mic.
0: No. Share no, it with the it's group. Not, it's no. not going to sound right. Huh?
1: So counter-economics almost insinuates that you're in this place where you're saying, well, I'm countering this, leg- this other legitimate thing. But it's not legitimate because it's hidden and it's bullshit and they're doing shit you don't want them to do with your fucking money. So, I mean, you can't even say counter-economics is an issue because counter-economics should be every every dissenting individual in this country's fucking right to say I'm not going to contribute to this fucking bullshit. You know what? Have your fucking war, murder people. You're not doing it on my behalf. Yeah, I was gonna say, do it
2: on your own fucking dime. I'm not
1: fucking paying Absolutely. into this, right? <laughs> yeah. and, I, and like I think this is where, like, I think this is where anarchism starts to get shitty and angry it's because and and like you said earlier marx marx is defining our language he did a great job making definitions oh he did um fantastic but it feels like it, ashes in my mouth when i it say counter that. economics is a fucking problem it's not counter economics in fact i would be so bold as to say the economics of bartering and excluding the government when you don't feel like... They won't repair the pothole in my, front, in my fucking front yard. They won't fix the roads. They don't fix the water in Flint. Big it's all this bullshit, <laughs> right? But they want they want my money to go bomb people somewhere. We always got
2: money for bombs. Well, and, and yeah, and that, well,
1: you know what? Fuck you.
2: That's, that's I mean, the other bullshit thing. Is, you know, they don't fix the fucking roads, and then my car gets fucked up. Who am I going to send a bill for my car You're going to fix your own fucking <laughs> yeah, car, Yeah, bro? yeah.
1: You're going to fix your yeah. own car. So... So if Chris and I want to fucking exchange uh, favors, or labor, or products, the government thinks that we should pay a tax on the like-kind exchange value of of whatever. Yeah. And you know what? They can go fuck themselves
3: Couldn't because agree they're more. not doing
1: a goddamn thing with my money that I think is fucking worthwhile. Nope. And if I want to fucking give Chris some money to mow my fucking lawn, you can't fucking stop me. Come and fucking stop me. And I think if more people said, This is my right to choose this versus this is practicing counter economics. Like you can't tell people practice I, I, like, counter economics. Yeah. Well, like, I, I, oh it. against what? It's counter yeah. what? It's teacher, Well like I see what your point
2: is. It's like it's almost like with some people, it carries like a negative kind of yeah, and with it, it should like, be fucking like, natural. Oh, you're participating in counter economics. <laughs> <laughs> you have to twirl your mustache when you do that, just for me. No one else can see. Yes,
0: there will be a picture on the Instagram. page.
3: <laughs> God, I hope
1: so. Before we're
0: out of here, um, when it's on now, now this is a great uh, sentence that I get from uh, the definition of the school is that. Uh, agorism or agorism believes gradual withdrawal yeah, from how state you actually support say that? it Does all is up to the individual a... nobody tells me how to pronounce anything
1: <laughs> yeah. okay right i get it you do whatever yes. you want did you
0: forget what show you're on you do whatever <laughs> yeah, you I want whatever you anarchy want as shit. hard as you
1: fucking can uh, uh, but i'm just curious i i always thought agora would, agora
0: agorism
1: agorism correct but i've heard a lot of people say agorism
0: that's fine. So we're still curious, talking about the same well, No, I was, just,
1: I was just curious if you thought there was a.
0: I'm not gonna dis- we're not going to disagree on the color of shit. It's brown. It smells
1: terrible. <laughs> it dog, comes out, you
0: asshole. My I dog mean, tastes,
1: it tastes great. So, oh, yeah, I know. We
0: you know can see the breath my, is always a bit my rough. Shitter. Breath is indicative of such things. <laughs> no, <laughs> um,
1: it's so indicative. Oh, my now, God. Now,
0: this, this is one of the definitions uh, yeah. agorism or agorism believes gradual withdrawal of state support through what the author Konkin describes as, quote, profitable civil disobedience. Starving the state of its revenue and purpose by transferring these responsibilities over to decentralized institutions is the most feasible way to achieve free markets according to agorism. Now, here's the thing. The reason why I would gladly identify with this over, let's say, anarcho-capitalism, uh, because capitalism has by itself such a negative connotation. Because of well, the mar- of the Marxist people. definition that we use, I would I would always say I'm an anarcho free marketer, or <laughs> free
1: marketeer, yeah. like a musketeer. But
0: volunteer, volunteerist already has the the connotation of a free uh, of a person who likes to participate in the free market. What do we mean by free market? Well, the thing is, is capitalism as it currently is being operated really is it's mixed, because the state always has its clutches in It's it's,
2: it's not a true free market. No, In in any sense of the fucking word. I mean, let's look at the the bank bailouts from 2008. In a free fucking market, those banks would have crashed and failed like they
3: should
1: have. Well, and they should have. So I think Chris makes a good point. You know, when we look at, we think about capitalism and for some of us who are purists, we say well, capitalism is the natural way of doing things. So uh, for example, uh, I mow lawns And I mow 10 lawns throughout the neighborhood, and I tell everyone, well, each lawn costs one coconut. And then everyone gives me a coconut, and I take those coconuts to Chris, because he bakes pies. I'm like, yo, I need a key lime pie. It's like, it's two coconuts. I'm like, two lawns. No problem. I hand him two coconuts. We go about our daily business. Um, For those of us who think about capitalism at, like, the really root, the radical of what capitalism is, we understand that it's simply an exchange of an object or some kind of a placeholder for our labor so we don't you know that's what money becomes the problem is when money becomes something that's now separate from our labor which i think is what's happened you know
2: you referring to the the paper fiat yeah i'm kind of referring to fiat currency <laughs> the situation. promissory note yeah yeah the way yeah, I mean, we're gonna pay yeah. it yeah so the, <laughs> the
1: issue is we've all we've all been given we've all been given this one note to deal with this uh Federal Reserve note, and yeah, that's cool. You Private work, bank. You wouldn't yeah. work in Federal Reserve note. I'm not going to complain, but the problem happens when Federal Reserve note is the only thing. Now, Chris and I can no longer exchange coconuts for pies and lawn mowing. Right. The Federal Reserve note police are going to come and shoot our dog, and twenty five a up. day,
0: twenty five a day. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you get what I'm saying? So this is where this is where my issue comes. I do think um, agorism is feasible because you're starting from a system that's objectively fucking broken, and you've got to go somewhere with that. It's very right?
0: Collapisterian. You, it's you've, very collapse. You've got clap, to start
1: with something and move on. And I think agorism addresses that problem, but it doesn't address the issue. I mean. Yeah, let's be fair. The anarcho-capitalist issue. I know it's a dirty word to say. Nobody likes it. But the bottom line is exchanging an object or a token for the labor that you do or the craft that you create, it's like as old as humankind. Well, yeah, absolutely, it's a natural yeah. way of doing this. I, I
2: think a lot of the, the negative connotation with capitalism has to do with its association with the fiat currency. I mean, really, really like a capitalist system could be whatever you know, a community or whatever holds value. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Whatever holds value for that community, like you said, just as a it simple example, even, the coconuts, you know, in hold... this neighborhood, coconuts control the economy. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Yo, We really... are a coconut republic. <laughs> but it doesn't even
1: have to be, Sounds like, delicious. it doesn't <laughs> have to be a thing of value. It's just yeah. a placeholder. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Like, I
1: look at a Federal Reserve note, and I'm like, this is one of some percentage of what I earn yeah. when I work. So I use this to exchange for stuff that is valued at some fraction of what I've earned at that thing's value, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a way of putting everyone on the same same exchange rate. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like lawn mowing, maybe my lawn mowing is worth three coconuts an hour, but fixing the computer when the Wi-Fi goes down is worth ten coconuts an hour. Well, I have to mow three lawns to be for one hour of help. For my computer <laughs> i can understand that ratio right yeah yeah so yeah that's good like people like that i yeah. think that's ratios one that... can
2: understand
1: <laughs> oh yeah i mean god like the metric system it's <laughs> still my heart chris <laughs> you're killing me
0: well in our community we use inches motherfucker um <laughs> i'm just i'm just uh, kidding dude, i you're... use
1: whatever the fuck i want you're
0: damn right <laughs> uh for anybody for the three people that are listening to the greatest podcast actually in we Portage had i County. just
1: want to say a shout out we had nine downloads last week oh mazel
0: tov
2: to us. i don't
1: know who those people were but thanks i was
2: mm-hmm. one one shy of double digits man starry who was yeah. our uh, guest
0: was two
1: dude, i want to say right now for sure i downloaded nothing
0: that's great and whoever's listening thank you there'll be a patreon if you throw us a buck, we'll get better shit, I promise.
1: <laughs> no, no. Why don't you – you can just come here and be on our show if you're a local expert in something, and I'll fucking – We're all in. about local people. I'll pour you a glass of bourbon or smoke you out, depending on what you like. I think uh, – Both. You know, uh, Chris can, can verify. Yes. He confirmed.
0: Now, there's a uh, – Correct. <laughs> there's a, uh, a free short book that anybody can download if you just type in New Libertarian Manifesto – Uh, The author is Samuel Edward Konkin III. Um, It's part of the movement of the libertarian left, as it's called. Uh, A couple of quotes from this when describing statism, which is my mortal enemy. Uh, Just to go through two quotes that are a little bit uh, – they're long, however. I think that they really encapsulate how I personally feel as an anarchist. Quote, we are coerced by our fellow human beings. Since they have the ability to choose to do otherwise, our condition need not be thus. Coercion is immoral, inefficient, and unnecessary for human life and fulfillment. Those who wish to to be supine as their neighbors prey on them are free to so choose. This manifesto is for those who choose otherwise to fight back. Such an institution of coercion, centralizing immorality, directing theft and murder, And coordinating oppression on a scale inconceivable by random criminality exists. It is the mob of mobs, gang of gangs, conspiracy of conspiracies. It has murdered more people in a few recent years than all the deaths in history before that time. It has stolen in a few recent years more than all the wealth produced in history to that time. It has diluted for its survival more minds in a few recent years than all the irrationality of history to that time. Our enemy the state. Oh, be still my My nipples heart. are hard again, guys. <laughs> I know, right? I,
1: you know what? I, if I weren't already excited, I've got to say. God
0: damn, oh. man. <laughs> I highly recommend this. is yeah. a free download, a PDF. I had some friends of mine put it together in a nice binder. Don't I was gonna lie. Say, it you, looks pretty you stole good.
1: that binding from the university.
0: And
3: I can neither confirm or deny <laughs>
0: this. And
2: ultimately, who gives a fuck? Because they overcharge people for everything. They're just as bad as fucking hospitals. Like, <laughs> oh, oh you, God, you, need God, a, you, need, you need a band-aid?
0: thousand five hundred dollars so I was for it thirty eight dollars yeah yeah cash yeah. yes, yeah. check of money whatever <laughs> had
1: recent I had a recent adventure um being uninsured, and for anyone who might be listening, take this into account, get a new insurance policy before you get divorced because the um you work for yourself the healthcare exchange will not sell you an insurance policy on their quote free market. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know I did air quotes and everything. Um, (laughs) They will not sell it to you. If you are legally bound to anyone who has any kind of insurance policy whatsoever. So they said, we'll not sell you an insurance policy. And I said, well, I'm legally separated. And uh, my ex-husband is insuring himself and his son. And I would like to be, I would like to have some insurance. And they said, well, we can't tell you that unless we see your divorce decree. And I said, oh, really? And they said, yeah. And I said, okay, well, that's probably going to take years. It's a contested divorce. What paperwork do I have to fill out? You know, please, please tell me, statist, what bureaucratic hoops <laughs> must I jump through yeah, yeah. to make this happen?
2: hoops of fire must um, I jump through.
1: And they basically told me to go fuck myself. So I was like, whatever. So I threw caution to the wind. Uh to be fair, I have a racing license that covers some of my medical insurance. Um I'm likely to be injured on the bicycle. Um uh, also likely to be injured in the car and my car insurance has some medical. So I thought, well, yeah, cool. What's I'm 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 40 and an athlete, I'm unlikely to get catastrophically ill, right? Nope, 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 came down with MRSA. Not even sure how. Yeah, staph infection. Red stripes up and down the side. They had to uh, remove a lymph node. Uh, it oh, it was terrible. It hurt really bad. and <laughs> sounds terrible. And, uh, I remember that. I know it. I know that it hurt really bad. Because that was really bad. I couldn't afford to pay for um, anesthesia, and I had no one to take me back and forth to the hospital, so they did it with a local.
2: Uh, um,
1: so I just basically gripped my teeth and cried the entire uh, time. I was going
2: to say, fuck me sideways. Oh, yeah, they
1: just ripped everything <laughs> right out of there. So, and it was, oh yeah, it was like, it was at my hip. Everyone who can't see, I'm gesturing, but kind of a relatively sensitive place for a lady. Just saying. Um, and they told me that I was. I said, "I'm leaving. I'm done. I, I started to feel better, and I kind of wanted to unplug myself." And they said, "Well, you know, if you leave here against doctors' orders, your insurance isn't going to cover you." And yes. as I well. as I yanked my fucking IVs Suck out from my bowls, balls, yeah. Mr. Garrison, I said, jokes on you. <laughs> I don't have any insurance. <laughs> and I ran out of the hospital. I actually saw the surgeon at the gas station. I was stopping to buy a six-pack because I knew uh, I, I was going to be in bed for a couple of days once he got Drugs for off.
0: Right. It was only a six pack for several days.
1: Well, maybe it might have been a 12. I don't know. I think it was a six. I still you think you're
0: playing it conservatively. a 12.
1: All right. Fine. We'll say it. I was grabbing a 12. Well, you had to reefer, right? Let's go. Oh, yeah. The okay. Reefer. Well, then that, so that, that's okay. A, a
0: 12 or for a couple of days and in. In the
2: natural medicine. Please. Yeah, so Please. Medication So the,
1: the, the surgeon sees me in the parking lot. He's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm going home. And I jumped in the car and drove off. So I started getting these bills, this whole like shenanigan. I'm like, I told you, motherfuckers, I can't pay for this. I'm not going to pay for this. Good fucking luck. I'm fucking sorry. I jumped through your hoops. I tried. I did everything I could to get your state-sponsored fucking bullshit, quote-unquote, marketplace, which isn't a real marketplace, because there's no fucking competition. That's not your fault. I'm sorry I'm yelling at you, ma'am. I understand it's not your fault. Poor person I'm on the phone with. And it was like, (laughs) I'm not fucking. The bottom line is, bitch, I'm not paying for this. I've had enough. So, we go through the whole rigmarole. I file some fucking paperwork. And I get a phone call from Marion County. I want to say it was the uh, Ohio Job and Family Services people. Wouldn't
0: that be out of Columbus?
1: Uh, it's, I know it's, it's Franklin. It's Marion County.
0: Well, wait, Department of Job and Family Services is to okay, each of so the 88 counties. You would so have gotten it was, I know one from Portage. I
1: know it was, no, no, it was from Marion County. Is that I where you were was injured? From, no, is that where I was you injured treatment? here in Portage County? So I don't know where, I don't know how it was Marion County, but I know for a fact they were the fucking Medicare. These people.
0: fucking lines don't mean anything anyway, but go ahead.
1: They called me and they were like, hey, we heard you don't have any medical insurance. And I'm like, nope. And they're like, oh, we heard you're in a bunch of medical debt. And I was like, 25 grand. And they're like, Oh, well, um, we think you qualify for Medicaid. And I was like, really? Because I was told I can't get Medicaid because I make too much money. And I can't buy a policy because I don't have a divorce paper after two years. A
0: piece of paper that the state says you have to have. Because
1: my ex-husband just doesn't want to sign some shit, so I'm stuck. What am I supposed to do? I'm like, oh, well, we'll give you medical coverage and we'll... We'll backdate it to whatever, and I was just like, "Yep, okay." So they backdated. Hey, fuck them! Like, take what you can get, well, dude. They covered half my fuck surgery, them. and then I immediately ran out and got my teeth cleaned, got a physical, got eyeglasses, got a fucking birth control implant. I'm like, "Fuck Quick it. Before they take it away. <laughs> but that's but that's the bottom line. I have the money to pay for a private insurance plan, and I tried to buy one, and I can't. I'm a self employed person who cannot buy health insurance. Huh. Because I have legal bullshit in the courts, and after almost two years, I do not have a divorce decree from an ex husband who was insane and abusive. So, what am I supposed to do? You know, and this is so this is when you, it's like you the get the ultimate
2: in, catch 22. <laughs> yeah. it so really you get, is. You get
1: into this system it where it really like, is. You know that you're trapped in the system and you need to find some way to work your way out of it. And all of, all of this fucking hilarious shenanigan, because it is funny. Um, it's only funny because I'm not paying for it. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> I'm not. I'm done. I'm over it. I've had enough. But all of this is a segue into this idea of what is what is the way to move forward from the fucking system we're in now?
0: You want to talk about the other two that we have lined up?
1: I would like to hear both of you guys talk about the whatever we have lined up, because I'm not... All I know but, is but, what, but, what's let's happening let's right now is anarcho-communism. not kosher.
2: Communism.
0: Go on. Let's start.
1: Okay, go ahead.
2: Let's no, start no you, with, go, you go ahead and start, because I want to hear what you have to say first. Okay, we're going to start
1: with anarcho-communism.
0: Uh, I didn't put any notes down for anarcho-communism, because I feel that it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Uh, you have advocates like uh, former Prince Kropotkin and Bakunin. Um,
1: I like Bakunin. Listen,
0: way. I like it all. Like I said, the anarcho portion.
2: Oh, it's
1: like a buffet. Well, I, I was going to say,
2: you, you can like bits and pieces of something without having to agree with the total, the, the, the total picture, right.
0: the total package.
2: I oh,
1: like gosh, to hope we're better than that. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. is,
0: like, you know, again, it's that what reference. It's that reference of you're not as punk rock. I, oh, yeah. Why do I have to pick one school?
2: Absolutely. That's
0: why we always like Ray and I always call we call ourselves uh, anarchists without adjectives. We're not fucking picking a team. I like that. I like not the not alliteration picking, of it. Too. We're not picking a team. To,
1: yeah, I shouldn't have to pick a team. We're anarchists. Oh, yeah, that's an an the anarch- fucking team. Plain old that's
0: right. And if that's I don't right. want to play with you, I'm not going to fucking play with you. Yeah. You're not going to tell me what to do, and
1: I'm not going to tell you what
3: to do. Yeah.
1: You can't yeah. make me. I'm an anarchist. I'm going to leave. I'm not going to tell you you have to put up with me. Correct. But I'm going to leave. Is this but, my right? But
2: but I guess I I just wanted to hear what you'd have to say on anarcho-communism because I guarantee you – because we haven't really talked about it in depth. We just kind of briefly talked about <laughs> it. Yeah, we touched but on But I a can bit. almost guarantee you that you and I probably have the exact same stance on it.
0: <laughs> we we touched on it a little bit when we talked about if it were possible to sit down with uh, an anarcho-communist. Let's call, it, let's call it the traditional lowercase s Soviet, which is the Workers' Council. And say, I want to leave this community and go out on my own, and I want to create art for profit. Let's say, and I'd be glad to sell it to you. Will you allow me to leave and do this? The answer is inevitably going to be no. Okay? There's an element of coercion there, and if you can justify, that's why. Here's the thing: if you look now, this is from just from what I know in in my studies. Is The anarchist movement, the anarcho-communist movement, was extremely strong after the Russian Revolution. Okay, uh, Nestor Melkor was leading the Black Army, they were called. Okay, The Black Army. It was an anarchist army who was fighting the white Russians in Ukraine. Okay, okay? Yeah, yeah. The Bolsheviks loved it because they were already uh, stretched thin fighting the whites all over the place. So here was Nestor Melkor fighting in, uh, in, in the Ukraine. And saying, "Yeah, no, 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 Bolshevism and anarchism. You know, anarchism is going to be the inevitable uh, conclusion of this revolution and all this other stuff." And after, after victory was secured, they began arresting and murdering the anarcho-communists. <laughs> Emma Goldman, who is an anarcho-communist, she went over there and she and personally she she personally thought that this might be it, that this actually might be the first step in the revolution that she was looking for. And she, and she was smart enough and honest enough to report back and say, no, 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 they're killing anarchists in fucking prison, the Cheka, the NKVD, they're killing everybody. This is not what we were talking about. And um, Bakunin, I believe, was the one who warned everybody, to said, be very careful with this red bureaucracy that you're going to create. And he was almost, I would almost call him a prophet, because like I said, we may not agree on the economic side of things. He's a collectivist. I'm an individualist. I'm not I'm right all there, about I'm that. Man. I- but he knew you make this, first of all, you're creating state capitalism, okay? It's state capitalism. Mm-hmm. Secondly, the only way you're going to be able to secure victory for this red revolution is murdering everybody and their sister who doesn't agree with you and doesn't want to play by the rules that we set forth.
1: These guys get coerced into agreeing with the state and saying, "Yeah, we'll move with your fucking movement. We'll go along with you for now." Maybe the anarchists are looking at something better, right? And then they they're get like,
0: stabbed in the back. Yeah, but then they're they're the put Nazis,
1: up the fucking wall, the
0: Nazis yeah. and the communists formed a voting block in the Reichstag before yes, they the did. They they yeah. fucking worked together against the conservatives oh, yeah. and the liberal democrats. I to say a lot
2: of people forget that fact. Oh, a lot of people, oh, oh, not maybe not forget it, but overlook that. Overlook fact. it or deliberately either cuz it doesn't fit their narrative. Correct.
1: Well, cuz I think if you could expound on that, I think that's an important thing to focus on just for just a quick moment because I think it's a global or it's a bigger global issue, this idea that if you play along. If you're just a libertarian or just a minarchist or if you're just a Reagan Democrat or you're just a whatever and you play along with the system that you're in, uh oh, it'll be great. Yeah. We'll get and this is an extreme case. Yeah. Where well, like people played along and they got they got fucked really bad.
2: Yeah, well and that's to sit there asking you to make concessions. Um yeah, and once so, you start making concessions, not to make this this analogy again, but it's that slippery slope. And then you go like But along it's with a fair application doing.
0: of the analogy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like so historically, um, There was, there was, there was a little, there was a little dirty fucking elbow rubbing, you know, the Nazi and their fucking commie cohorts to, (laughs) let's get the other guys out, let's invite them in, let's do, and like, I'm not, I have no schooling in this topic. I'm a fucking artist, so I have no schooling in this topic, but I think no one talks about it, so if anyone is fucking listening, it would be good if one of the two of you ran with that just for a minute. And kind of gave the background on it because I'm not learned it enough. to I'm going
2: to defer to you on that, JP, because you're <laughs> far deeper than I am, and I feel like you could probably put it more eloquently than I could. But before we carry on with that, just wanted to make a point because we were talking about anarcho-communism, and I'm I'm right there with you, man. I'm I'm an individualist, not a collectivist, and I, I guess just to make a quick point that that was probably my big issue with with anarcho-communism is. Once again, making concessions for the collective. And, and to a certain extent, like humans were social keep creatures, we're always going to flock together. There's going to be outliers, but in general, you know, people are going to create communities and, and, and that's how society functions. But I feel like it should never come at the cost of the individual. And that's probably, I feel like those two ideals clash because um, anarchy to me.
3: It's definitely individualistic. an
2: individualistic Absolutely. thing. 100%. And, and, and it values that above all, all else. else. And, and yeah. I think that that's something that everybody should be behind. Everybody yeah. should be about the individual. And, and, and that's not even like being selfish. It's just what are you expected to give up at the cost of the quote-unquote collective? The greater good, the, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, the I'm not good. willing
1: to give anything up. No. Sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and, that, and that's just it. I'm
1: out for me, and if you and yeah. me can be mutually beneficial, that's great. Exactly, uh, exactly. But after that, like, I really don't feel any. Uh...
0: So, what is it that you wanted me to elaborate on again? There's a lot of dope smoke in this room. So...
1: <laughs> there's A lot of dope smoke in this room. I apologize, everyone. There's a lot of dope smoke, a lot of beer, and a lot of bourbon. Um, a lot of relaxed to... conversation. I to see you want Green. to elaborate on um, the the effort that uh, Germans uh Germany's sort of Nazi regime or, or nascent regime, uh when they bound up with communists to, like, to get out the syndicalists. They were doing like they were doing that thing, they were voting well, with each other, they were colluding. I'm not
0: anarchism I'm
1: not good at the history on this.
0: Anarchism didn't have the uh I guess you want to say the uh the fountaining that it did in Spain. Or that it did in France, or that it did in the uh, in the Empire of Russia. But it had
1: enough that there was something that had to be got rid of.
0: Well, I would actually point further east towards Stalin because Stalin specifically said in one of his speeches, you can look it up on uh, on WikiQuotes, for example, where uh, he said that anarchists are the enemies of Marxism, and he's a hundred percent correct uh, because. The problem that I have with anarcho-communists is that they do – some of them – I'm not going to say all because this is an all-or-nothing proposal. There's some of them who do have a tendency to gravitate towards the communists, and I mean the Marxist communists, not, not, not their fellow anarcho-communists, Marxist communists. What I have a problem with is if you can justify a dictatorship of the proletariat, you can justify a, a dictatorship, dictatorship of, of any anything. kind. Of anything, yeah. absolutely. That Marxism and anarchism – do not jive, because no. you well, cannot the, the have Marxists, the that type of coercion. set
1: out deliberately with the Nazis to 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 punch the anarchists out. Well, all
0: we have to do they is, again, a, look at the uh, Catalonia experiment. They, they took them
1: for all they were worth, in and Spain. then fucking ran them out, and yeah. they were done. They both held hands the while they that.
0: murdered the anarcho-syndicalists in Spain, because this is—fuck you. Who the fuck do you think you are? You're not—no, no, no, no. no. You know you're doing something right when both those motherfuckers come for you and yeah, point guns murder, in your direction. Yeah, but they murdered the
1: anarcho-syndicalists in Russia as well.
0: Well, because it's rabid trade unionism. That's the, here's the thing. That's you can I be a part you... of a union, okay. but it has to be a state-approved so union.
3: That's, yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's what I want you to discuss because I think it's a really important part of history that no one listens to and no one has heard and it gets fucking buried. That there were these issues. That there were... um We tend to think of these global swatches of the right, the left, the communists, the fascists, the socialists versus the fucking totalitarians, da-da-da. But there's an issue here where the totalitarians and the communists got together to get rid of the people who were really doing something, the fucking workers correct which they both said they were for but really weren't because they were just for them to get money or stuff correct. or fuck, I well i mean that. if
0: you just look at the crunch that sailors uh during the crunch that rebellion they formed a lowercase soviet soviet means workers councils okay
1: and we're all for that
0: that's fine i, I were I, first of all i don't think that you I, I, me as an individual I, I am also currently a member of a union here in the United States. It's part of my position where I work, and I pay union dues. And I, I've never been an enemy of the organization of workers to protect themselves and their interests. Remember, there is no weekend without a union. Okay, There is no fucking OSHA without work And, and furthermore, Alexander Berkman, who we're going to talk about just briefly at the end of this podcast when it comes to reading material, was at the Homestead Strike, which was in Pennsylvania right outside of Pittsburgh where the steel workers went to war with uh, Carnegie steel and the Pinkertons started shooting at the workers and the workers returned fire. And the governor sent in the fucking, uh, well, at the time they called it the militia it was the national guard, the army to, 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 to reestablish order. And we're, what is it? The Blair mountain rebellion that yeah. we like to call it in, in the workers community. I mean, there, there is a strong streak of work uh, of, of, Labor unions, these are people that were asking for fucking uh, DACA's on the Black Sea or maybe Lake Erie. Or, you know, something like that here in the United States. These people were saying, no, these there are kids are... that are 10 years old in the fucking mines. People are dying at 30. You mm. don't have proper ventilation. You don't have proper lighting. You pay us in company currency to be spent at a company, company store. store yeah. How fucking dare you? you know, Exploitation these are... That really is it. And the problem I get pissed these off at conservatives is Maguire's. they pretend like this didn't happen. Yeah. No, it did happen. It did happen. Okay? And we need to address it. You have to. If you don't have a soft spot for the working class, I don't know if I can deal with you, Jack. I, I really – I can't – I cannot I mean, fathom the, the, this. the
2: backbone of modern Correct. society is built – and, you know, the problem class. is,
0: is everybody likes to <laughs> shit on the redneck and the poor people no, until there's a fuck fucking dad. war. Yeah. And then you want all the stupid white people, you know all the stupid of whatever color or whatever <laughs> yeah. religion to go fight that guy that they never had a beef with yeah. over yeah. in whatever country that you want to send them to. Yeah. And you then know, when they come back fucked up, you're like, go fuck yourself. Don't use marijuana, <laughs> though. Here, <laughs> take these pills. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I mean, the issue here is that... Um,
0: I'm sorry about that. I get really wound up. No, that's
2: all right, man. I I love it when you get wound up, brother. I love it. Thank you. The people
1: you're talking about, these are the these are the fucking Mali McGuire's, man. Um, these are people who these are people who didn't have any choice but to work where they worked. And, you know, the Angels Pot included, I mean there's there's another trailer park that looks just like the one we're sitting (laughs) in right now. Uh, out, in, out in fucking pick-ass PA, and it was, I'm not going to give its name, but it was a company town, and uh, d- d- me and Jill's pa made, he made company money, and that was it. Like, that was how it worked. Like, I don't know. I mean, as kids, I don't think we really realized, I mean, this would have been in the 70s and 80s. It was still that fucking bad down there. Oh, yeah. And you, you ended up Horrible.
2: I don't he's know. De- I mean, really- almost... It really like, speaks to me. I, I am, the, in fact, the descendant of West Virginia coal miners. Yeah, so. well,
1: indentured servitude. So deep. we got yeah. We got to run in jokes. Sometimes I might that you know you're from Appalachia and your family is like, goddamn crap. <laughs>
3: you
1: know? People are like, what does that mean? I'm like, well, that's where we got Warsh from. Everybody throws an R in everything. <laughs> but I have half a family from Pennsylvania and half a family from northern Michigan, so I got the uh, good speaking end, luckily. But, I mean, you look at that, and it's... These people were Molly McGuire's. They were dying in the fucking mines and screaming for someone to pay attention, and no one did. So correct. we obviously have a failure in the system, and, and we had a failure in the system. We had a failure when these were people in Soviet mines failing in theirs. So maybe their platform doesn't work, but we look at what we have, and that doesn't work. How do, you, how do you rectify that? Like, where do we go from here? You know, so how do we take what we have and make it I'm really better? glad
0: that you brought up Soviet miners because Chris and I together watched an incredible um, – <laughs> so I good. think I've
1: seen it also. Uh, so about, about,
0: uh, about Chernobyl. Yeah, and in order, and this is this is this is actually I was true. In,
2: legit, that, just thinking about the miners from Chernobyl as she was talking I've about seen
1: that. Seen a bunch of those, and it's really heartbreaking. Well, yeah, this is, this
0: this film that they put together was a miniseries. and um, what got to me when, and I think we texted each other the night it happened, Chris. Yeah, when the uh, the department or a uh, ministry of mining. With yeah. this nice fucking, well, I want to call it nice Eastern European suit, yeah, which really yeah. was plain and dull, as you would expect from a communist society. <laughs> and uh, he shows up, and the uh, I guess the foreman of the miners comes out. They all come out, and there's two uh, Soviet Army guys with them, with Kalashnikovs, and says, you know, we need you to come and do X, Y, and Z. And the foreman says, well, go ahead and shoot us.
3: <laughs> and
0: you know he I
2: and, loved it
3: I and, this, loved and
0: it. the and the uh, the Soviet army guys you can't talk to us like that he goes go ahead you don't have enough bullets for all of us <laughs> and then basically like whoever's whoever's left yeah. is going to rip you apart yeah yeah you know what i mean i think that there was that awesome defiance where they knew that the system was bullshit.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they
0: took their little bits of little little acts of rebellion where they yeah. could. They they
2: had that that natural cynicism that I think just about any person who proclaims to be an anarchist should have. Agreed. Um, it, a healthy dose of that goes a long way. Right. But that would that like that that sequence in that mini series was absolutely probably that is probably my most favorite part. And it's sa- it's a sad story because ultimately all those men. Probably got sick and died. Correct, and died young. And they knew they were going to, but they also, at the same time, it was a sacrifice that they they made on their own terms. That's what I like about that. They said, "You can go ahead and gun us down," you know, like you said, but they don't have enough bullets for all of That's us. That's right. So that was that was a very bold way of stating. We're gonna do this, but we're doing it on our terms and we're doing it because we choose to do it because we know that what we're doing is ultimately going to help.
0: Right. And I like the way they leverage that against them. You know, my I think that there's such a nobility in knowing that, you know, I don't know if – I would like to think that put in that situation, I would feel the same way. I would say the same thing. Go ahead and shoot, motherfucker. See what happens. Yeah. But then again, living in the United States and living uh, with well, heavily armed as I am, I yeah. know I can shoot back. But these yeah. people didn't have guns. No,
2: no. I was going to say you have a, a completely different perspective. And also, I mean, it makes me feel old and makes me feel crazy to say it. But we're talking about a completely different time in history. I mean we're talking – what was it, 1987? 86 yeah 86. 86 okay okay 86 uh, and I mean God, like I said, once again it makes me feel old but I not mean completely yeah no not that long ago but it really it was completely different then I mean we're talking yep. a completely different time I mean, we're we're in a in the dawn of the new era you know the age of information so to speak and sure. that was a completely different time and they definitely have a com- completely different perspective And like you said they weren't armed they didn't even have the opportunity to be armed. Correct.
0: <laughs> and they still had the balls yeah, to stand yeah, up and say, go exactly. ahead. And then he said, you need us yeah. more than we need you. Yep. And I liked I liked that because he knew he had them by the balls. Yeah. Because you can't shoot the people that you're about to ask to go on the most it, dangerous it, mission in the exactly. history of the Exactly, who else are you going go to go <laughs> to? Right, yeah. apart from World War II, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to come back to what you were saying, all I'm going to say about the anarcho-communist – is the best example if you can see how what happens when they pal up with their fellow leftist revolutionaries is they end up dead. Now, Nestor Melkor ended up dying in France. He worked at a Renault factory. He survived, but the, I think the majority of his comrades were, were murdered by the NKVD, which was the, uh, was the original KGB.
1: Precursor. The precursor.
0: Yeah, but without yeah, Nestor Melkor securing Ukraine— that. Who knows if the Red Army is successful against the White Army? And remember, it's also overlooked at the United States of America, the British Empire, and the Japanese—the Japanese, the Japanese uh, occupied Vladivostok. There were expeditionary forces that yeah, were sent
1: for, for quite a time.
0: One to Archangel, which is in, in the north of uh, of, of Russia. Uh, there was an ex- American expeditionary force. There, there were people that they, the countries that went over there to say, "We got to get rid of these goddamn Bolsheviks." Now. Had Nestor Melchor uh, not helped and said, I know what you fuckers are going to do.
1: Yeah, but you know what? You can't. He, he, you can't Hindsight is 20 Yeah, exactly. you, can't, you, can't you can't be can't judged by that. Put on yeah. him for that because, I mean, there's, if you knew, okay, I think what we're getting at is anarchists go into this thing, um, we're sort of inherently driven by ideals and morals. We're sort of morally driven, right?
0: Absolutely.
2: Um,
1: and it's Macno,
0: not Melcor Macno, I beg your pardon.
1: Macno, excuse me. So we we go into these things and we get um our support, and we say we're going to go, we're going to we're going to do this, we're going to get this job done, and when we come out of it, we're going to get some stuff, right? We're going to influence some things, we're going to have some concessions, we're going to have, have some pull. Yeah, we're right. Have some pull. Yeah. So like. So we go, we do these things, and then historically, inevitably, the people we work for take us behind the chemical shed and shoot us. <laughs>
0: well and done. This is yeah.
1: fucking crap.
0: Well done. Yeah.
1: So I mean of course that's it the, is. that's the fucking moral of this story, and all of the other stories that go along with fucking anarchists when they cooperate with other people. So I get all the time from people like, Well, you know, why don't you vote? Why don't you this? Why don't you that? And I'm like, I'm a fucking anarchist. I don't, you know what? I'm i never voting myself, again. I say to myself, and you know what? Nope. You want to come to my fucking house and cause me trouble? We can go. Other than that, I have no problem to you. Move on. Yeah. Move on with your fucking day. And I don't know if that's right. I don't know if, like, I don't even know if, like, anarchism is uh, in a situation where it's going to say, philosophically, I, I, if it can even be collective, <laughs> Maybe if it can be collective in its own fucked up way. Maybe we can say anarchism can be collective and it can go, well, we as a collective of anarchists would like to influence this or would like to do that or we would like to. um, I don't even know if I can participate in in, in that at this point. I think anarchism feels so individual for me that I look at, like, the chances. God bless those people. I mean, they did their best. They sure they tried as hard as they could, right? And they went out and they, they, they went out and they did shit and they made a difference and then they got murdered for it. I I'm not down with that. And that's
0: why I give a lot I'm of credit okay to Emma Goldman and Alexander Berkman, both anarcho-communists, and I'll talk about um, yeah, but
1: Emma Berkman. Said, they
0: came back and they said this this fucking Bolshevik revolution is bad news, Jack.
1: Emma said the, bad the, news. the that the individual was at the heart of the revolution.
0: Well it's kind of similar she, to what Ayn Rand said if you care about mind. minority rights then you you know something along the lines that you must care about the individual because the individual is the smallest minority on earth. And I know there's a lot of people that are, that, don't, that, that that don't like Randians that don't like Ayn, Oh Ayn no Rand.
1: Ayn Rand is great. And that's, she's a minarchist,
0: she's not an anarchist, but I mean that doesn't mean that she wasn't brilliant and I think that's a brilliant statement. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And, and I mean like the biggest thing is I mean even under The umbrella of anarchy, like diversity of thought, is always the best thing. Agreed. Yeah, diversity of thought among above all else—that is a good thing. I mean, it is a good thing. Not above all else. Well, if everybody exists in an echo chamber and your ideas never get challenged, how do you know if they're good?
0: Mostly, like the politics that we see today.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: At Um, some point, you have to pick what fucking matters, and like.
3: Yeah, I I think so.
1: I don't mean to be like, it's not today. I don't think. I mean, I think we'll be. I think you and I will all be long dead. All of us, Jay and Chris, both will be long dead by the time it comes time to pick. We will be of dust and whatever happens to people. But I think not
0: like we have a fucking choice. (laughs) we don't have a choice. I mean, that's an
1: inevitability. Of course, it is. There's eventually someone. Someone who is leading an anarchist organization or who's uh, leading a union for workers' rights, someone is going to have to say, what are the fucking rules?
0: Do no harm. <laughs> Next.
1: Okay, do no harm. Um,
0: Mind your own fucking business. Hey,
1: <laughs> okay, do no harm. Value the individual. Yeah. Respect each other.
2: Yeah. I think like less like rules and just more like key tenants. Um, That's a good way to look at yeah, it. I feel like I mean, once you, you start saying it, rules, sure, you're sure, going to get a bunch of us that are looking at anti- like, oh is is an- yeah on yeah like a wait a yeah, second. but you know
1: what? As a as a voluntarius or an ericus without adjectives, a plain old boring ass anarchist. <laughs> anyway, Black flag
0: only, no red.
2: No
1: red, no yellow, no nothing.
0: Exactly.
1: No fucking, no boss. No God, no husband, no master, no one to tell me what to fucking. No, do. But you know. can dance. That's not, but yes, and we will dance. We're not. Revolution. I don't give a fuck if what we you do. you don't dance in the revolution, <laughs> that's cool too. No, this is all good things. But I think there's. You have to say we're going to define this as something, and I think this is the quandary of anarchism. We we want to be. We want to be not splintered, right? We want not to right. be. Anarcho capitalist, anarcho syndicalist, anarcho communist, which all we we want to say, we're people who give a shit about the same core stuff, and we should all be trying to make a difference. So
0: I think that's where I, do do I that? want to take the conversation in that direction. I mean, we could talk about mutualism, which we kind of touched on. Um, you brought it up a little bit, and of course, anarcho capitalism, which according to some, uh, if not the majority of the anarchist schools believes is not true anarchism. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue well, with these let people. Well, know how
1: they get paid to mow a lawn, and we'll talk later. Yeah, <laughs>
0: the but, same uh, challenge
1: I put up on Reddit. No one to answer yet. Once
0: again, there isn't like people the way I I believe the way people view the the revolutionary movement that is anarchism, whether it's insurrectionary anarchism, whether it's ancoms, whether it's ancaps, mutualist, whatever. They think that we have to pick one flavor, and that's going to be the governing flavor. And I hate to use that word, but you, what they don't understand is this is not nation building. It could be community building. Or you could live in a, in a trailer on the side of a mountain in West Virginia and fucking fish to your heart's content and be left alone. There isn't a sink. If, like, if Ray and I establish our regular old-fashioned bland anarchist community, and we go over to the ancoms an- or the anarcho syndicalists. Milk
1: We eat cheese sandwiches and every if, day. <laughs>
0: nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. If you go over to the uh, to the anarcho syndicalists and say, "Hey, uh, created X, would you like to trade?"
1: Yo, come hang out. Right. They can
0: say yes or they can say no. Right. Yeah. Okay, fine. We'll move on. We know the ANCAPs will be all about it because they want to trade. We know that the mutualists will be all about it. Toads
1: want cheese sandwiches. Yeah. yeah,
0: there, there's. You said diversity of thought. There's diversity of school and diversity of community. It's not going to be one single thing. Yeah. And yeah, right yeah. now you have, uh, and anybody that's listening, and including the people in that in this discussion, Ray and Chris, go ahead and look up anarchist communities and put in a search, and you will find them. You will find them that already exist autonomously. I've and been the reason to a why few. the government isn't cracking down on them, especially in Mexico, is because first of all, they're preoccupied with this fake stupid war on drugs, okay, which is yeah. empowered cartels. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so different great. show. So great. different show. money. No, no.
1: Yes. Stay stay preoccupied, leave the rest of us alone. Correct. All right. Whatever. They live autonomously. Whatever shit you're doing and, and again the, the more you do that, the less you're worried about what I'm fucking doing over here. You, and I like that.
0: If you choose to voluntarily be a part of of an anarcho-communist community where you share everything in common and there's no private property. They call it personal property, which I don't know how that, you know, wouldn't eventually get mixed up in a private yeah, property. No, don't it. fucking it's play there.
2: semantics with no, me. No, we don't
0: play games <laughs> here. But I'll tell you what, if you want to live that way, if you want to live in a commune, please, go ahead. You only get one shot at this thing. If that will make you happy. Oh, yeah. Also, if you're married or you have a partner and you want to share them too, that's your fucking problem. Okay. That ain't mine, Jack.
3: Yeah. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. ain't
0: mine. And I don't want to play by those rules. So, therefore, you stay the fuck over there, and I'll stay here in the fucking trailer on the side of the mountain. I'd be much happier living like that anyway.
1: Right, bro. So, what I'm getting at, or what you're getting at, I think, is we have a lot of uh, alleged, and I'm doing the air quotes, funny fingers.
2: Yet again. Right, yet again.
1: (laughs) Alleged. Uh, anarchist communities who are who are almost seeking to establish like what they think is just a better state
0: correct
2: correct yeah
1: and 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 what what you would say as a purist or as an anarchist without adjectives is the best state is a non state that is comprised of a cooperative of people and smaller groups who are working with each other Mm -hmm. and kind of every once in a while, if they have to dragging out some kind of formal, okay, well the guys on the other side of the river have 10 groups and they want to trade this. Do our ten groups over here feel cool with that? Can we have a spontaneous agreement? Mm -hmm. Can we, we call a council, bring your guy. We'll send our guy. We'll talk to their guy. It'll be good. So, I think I think that that's where the breakup happens.
3: When I think you that's... when you
1: get between like like simple anarchism like we're talking about and quote uh, what large scale, you know, group anarchism or communist anarchism, you know, sure, even like anarcho capitalism on a big scale, I think can run that way I where agree it ends with you. up mm-hmm. a, a no boss. Question.
0: No question. Yes. I don't,
1: I'm not big on bosses.
0: Yeah, no. I don't know. Yeah. Now, if I volunteer to work for a boss who wants to pay me a wage that I feel that it's fair, that's that's well, my choice. Yeah, I can walk away. But you walk, but away. You walk yeah. away when you're ready. I can yeah. walk yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, no, remember, not it's all about it. the voluntary interaction between yeah. individuals. Yeah, and as long as it's mutual. Exactly. Uh, and here's the thing, too. We talked about this before, and it's been a big conversation starter. Ray and I have used it uh, individually as we've gone out into the world. It's important, important to remind statists that most of their interactions on a daily basis are already anarchistic. Already. They're already voluntary. So please <laughs> consider that. Yeah, yeah. When anybody that's listening to this, just
1: remember. I, do, I tell people that all the time. You're, you're already an anarchist and you just don't know it. You just don't know yeah, it You just
0: don't know it. Yeah.
1: You just have it like, you don't know the word for it, but what you're doing every day. Right. Every day. Uh, all of your little, all your little small voluntary interactions. All your like, so it's a great example. Um, I have a neighbor on each side of my house, and we share gas and a lawnmower. And once a week, it's someone's turn to mow the lawns, and once a week, it's someone's turn to buy. It's like gas. the
0: coffee club at work. But everybody chips
3: in. But no
1: one, but no one has to either mow or pay twice in a row. So we work it out between like so there's there's two and two and okay, two next door, me, two next door, and another one. So there's six of us total, and we work out like everyone mows one week, everyone pays one week, puts gas in the mower, but no one has to do both in a row. So you never have two like Friday morning or Saturdays or Sundays where you have to fucking mow three or four lawns. Yeah, there's small lawns, it's not a big deal, but it's it saves us all money. We have two lawn mowers and two gas cans, and we just shake it out.
2: Yeah, and or it's an, great, it's mutually beneficial, totally mutually yeah.
1: beneficial, mutually and, and, beneficial. And, and, and that's anarchism. Yeah, we've made an agreement, none of us. None of us want our dogs you having didn't. to pee in yards that are taller than their heads. You didn't need
2: the government to step in no, and hold your hand. I did
1: hand not need the government tell to tell you what the
2: regulations are.
1: When and... to mow the lawn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know when. If I can't see the dog, it's time to mow the lawn. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yo, guys, am I buying gas this week or mowing? What's Who's doing what? And then they're like, oh, shit, do we have to mow the lawn? I'm like, yes. Because my dog is buried. Sure, sure. So, I mean, that's... But a, like like you said, Jay, I'm always reminding people you're doing anarchist things all the time. Because anarchist things are like the normal, natural things to do. Correct.
2: You're just living your life as an individual. Right. And you're picking <laughs> and choosing. It's, it's that simple. It you're really picking is.
1: and choosing your voluntary agreements, and you're just kind of like, I'm doing what I do, and you're like, yeah, like what you do, that's anarchism. Yes. And people are like, oh, I was really like weirded out when you said you were an anarchist.
2: And once again, that all boils down throwing. to to what people are fed on an intellectual level, like what we're media, yeah, media, and the public schools, yeah, public schools. You know, you know, pop culture, just in general, like correct. Once again, like it's always the the stereotypical thing, you know, the the anarchist, the angry dude. And Molotov cocktails, and that's that's why people have such a negative connotation with it because that's Did what you we're guys, fed. Right? Did you guys there's hear a time and
0: place for that.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah no. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: No, I'm, I'm not saying that there's. Oh, I there's know. You're never yeah. a time and place for that. Oh, I know. I'm backing you up. Yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. not
1: like that. Yeah.
2: but that's, Should that? Need that's arise? when push comes to shove. Correct. Um. You know, you want to show your force and you want to coerce me. Well, I. I'm gonna strike back. Correct. I will respond so in de- kind. I'm gonna defend myself.
0: Correct. Self defense is a human right. It's uh,
2: not negotiable. A, little, a universal human
0: right.
1: Burp. <laughs> lots of fucking PBR. Um, Chris, I have a little. Uh, kind of. I feel like you're a little younger than JP and I. He's
2: Thirty-five. Yeah, he's just a little okay, bit younger than much. we are. Yeah, I'll be so thirty-six.
1: I don't remember ever ever in high school or and, and I don't even thinking in college, having anyone talk about anarchy in at any kind of like
3: oh
2: no 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 Intellectual like level. my entire journey no never it was never discussed in school, it was never it was never part of the curriculum, it was never mentioned, it was never hinted at, alluded to, and just like the whole. I mean, uh we're talking about things that aren't taught to us in school, which we could go we could have an entire probably do an entire show just on yeah, that. Just on topic. I think that's a great Should idea actually. At, yeah, yeah, we could do an entire show I think on that's a just great that idea. topic. Things that aren't taught Correct. to us. Correct. But we're that's talking great. about once again Stalin and Hitler being all buddy buddy before that's right. Before the old switcheroo, before the old flippity flop happened. Right and, and it's things like that, like that. That
0: wasn't taught in school. Or how about the Ukrainian Holocaust, where the communist starved seven million
1: people in one year? My high school, my my high school did cover the Ukrainian Holocaust. We didn't. Not one word. We 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 did not.
2: We did not.
1: No, my, I'm not sure why. There's a number of things that my high school covered that were.
0: Let me expound on what he had to say
1: for everyone else. we
0: we did learn two things, well, three things. First of all, the government definition of what anarchism is, which it isn't, by the way. Exactly.
3: I just want yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. An it's like a loaded. I,
2: I, w- I would never let a statist define what I am. Please. Never. That's, that's I a, mean,
1: how can anyone define who you complete, are? Who complete are you? Bias. You're, you're, if you're an anarchist, you're an individual, which is undefinable.
0: I agree.
2: Yeah, right on, right I agree. On.
0: The other thing that they uh, taught us about was Sacco and Vanzetti. Uh, and the third thing that we learned about were, of course, the uh, Wall Street bombings in the 20s that were propagated by anarchists. And, of course, the attack on A. Mitchell Palmer, which began the Palmer Raids. We
1: allegedly, learned about that. Yeah, well, okay. of course,
0: I use that word deliberately, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Whatever, I, I'm not, whatever. I'm
1: not going to get into the Palmer It day. might have
0: been the Wobblies. It might. Uh, who knows? And, I, quite frankly, I don't care. I wish they got the son of a bitch. I had a graduate uh, fellow graduate student of mine... Uh, he got into my shit a little bit, and I've silenced him. Uh, friend of mine, still friend of mine. Uh, he's a libertarian. I've tried. I tried to convert. It didn't work. Uh, he sent me a text message you, one uh... time, and he said, "You know, how many anarchists?" and I'm going to answer the question: How many anarchists uh, have killed heads of state? And my answer to him was, "Not enough." <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. Okay. The answer. I, I because yes, there have been anarchists that killed. For example, I think it was the uh, the prime minister of Italy. Uh, there was assassinations of prime ministers or presidents. I believe in France. Um, Gabriella Princip gets thrown in, but he was part of the Black Hand, which was a nationalist movement. And you can't be a nationalist no, and an anarchist. No, at the same no, time. absolutely
2: not. That is contradictory. Correct. Contradictory. Arbitrary contradictory? lines
0: drawn on a map. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to play this game yeah, with you no, fuckers. Huh, huh, huh. So we don't. We don't we don't throw him in there with us, but some people do.
1: Jay, um, I respect your answer, not enough because I find it funny and cheeky, and I enjoy it. But
0: I'm, I'm being honest. But the,
1: real, <laughs> but the but the real answer is, why are you equating anarchism with murders of heads of state? You know that anarchists don't care about heads of state. Of course not. So certainly, it will be a very small number of anarchists who murder heads of state.
0: Right, and that's some of the schools that we didn't talk about, like uh, insurrectionary anarchism, insurrectionary insurrectionary anarchism, which is a very—I wouldn't call it a small school, but it's the one that you're going to hear about. It's the one that makes noise. It's the Molotov cocktail people. It's the assassinations. Sure, and good for them. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but. The vast majority of people who are anarchists are like Sackham and Vanzetti, and they just want to live their lives.
0: Correct.
2: Oh, absolutely. absolutely. There's there's a
0: great image if you search. it. It's uh, it's a dude that's got a mohawk. He's got a red mohawk, got a leather jacket, and he's got a red and black flag, and he's got his uh, spikes hey, on. Hey, guy, and, hey guy uh, with
1: mohawk and red and black flag, I'm looking for a date. And, <laughs>
0: and he's yelling at a guy who's standing there. He's a little bit bald. He's got a shirt tucked in. He's holding a beer. He's got glasses on and uh he's yelling at him and he goes you're not a real anarchist and the dude the regular guy goes if you say so <laughs> because that's yet again a stereotypical that's the image that they want to generate maybe the antifa image
3: yeah,
1: yeah yeah no i love i love the i love the idea and i should do it a cartoon one of these times um you know anarchist fucking looking at someone else who's like a shirt tucker you know
0: we come in all no, shapes no big and sizes no no no
1: whatever we and are, the with all know, different the, walks of the big, life, like, big like Mohawk anarchist with the fucking leather jacket, turns on the right. shirt tucker and is like, "We could do it, We hey, could bro. do a
0: fucking cartoon series on there. Geez. And the yeah. shirt tucker yeah.
1: turns and says, "Frank, the regular anarchist." <laughs> says, all government is oppression. Yeah. And they just fucking fist bump. They fist bump and then and they, they move on. And it's like, boom, good. Because that's how I feel. With most people, like most people, look at me and they're like, "Oh my god, fucking yeah. weird, like person I don't want to talk to." And then I'm like anarchism and they're like oh and i'm like no it's great and they go really you heard it here first you heard (laughs) it here first
0: regular anarchist
2: i think it's a great idea
1: um what about jane the regular anarchist anarchist?
0: well that's fine it could be it it could be juanita i don't give a fuck (laughs) what name or what gender okay how about regular people we already Emma, have an Emma. Emma. She's already taken. How about
1: Emma, the regular anarchist? But we already have Emma like, Goldman,
0: the extraordinary
1: no, anarchist. it will be. It will be <laughs> It's hard to live up to that name, dude. No, no, it will be fantastic because she won't. She'll have encounters just like, just like Frank, the regular anarchist, and we can say, "Oh, that'd be great. You can do that too." But let's all remember to dance in the streets, and that will be our our, our end panel for all of our. We can find a way to make it Emma relevant. I
0: think it's also t-shirt worthy.
1: It
0: could be. I mean, we have some good ideas I think we need to put together. We actually have to have a sit down and draft some of this shit because – uh, And by ideas. the way, if anybody wants to support us, we don't have any fucking links. You just go ahead and look no, us no, up no, at Ray Talk. Us. If you want to throw some support, send us an email, tweet us, Instagram us. No, no, for us. sure. Just hand,
1: us, just hand us cash when you see us out. Yeah,
0: or like Ray said, come on to the show. Let's have a discussion – Uh, They're not, it's not always going to be anarchist related, but it's kind of hard because it's really a part of our daily lives. This isn't just something that we think is cool because it's revolutionary. It's something that we, it's not religion. It's something, it's a way of life. It's a way of life.
1: It's a simple way of doing things. It really is. And it's, and, and I've got those of you who are anarchists who want to come out here and visit me at the trailer park. I can tell you, I've got all my neighbors convinced this is the right way to do things.
0: That's a start. We're
1: loving it. We're planting hostas in the potholes in our yards or in our our road. Would you like to tell everybody how the idea
0: of penises was shot down like they were doing in Manchester in England, painting penises on the road? No,
1: no, no. no, no, I did not. No one shot down the penises. No one shot down the penises. There was no. In fact, everyone laughed at penises. Everyone thought painting penises around the potholes was a hilarious idea.
0: I think it's the best idea still. Still could, the best you know, idea.
1: You can say it's the best idea, but to me, the best idea is one that's like, uh, Wait. it's throw away.
0: Did you see the one where they I'm were putting potting soil? Yeah. 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 So I'm
1: going to grab some flowers out of the woods, drag them in, plant them, and I can do that in two or three holes without doing any damage to anyone, without causing any right. damage to anyone. Right. If someone runs it over, who cares? It's wildflowers from the fucking woods around the corner. It's not a big deal. I'm just trying to make it, like, fun. Pretty. And stupid. And pretty. And pretty. And if I do it maybe for two or three weeks in a row, someone maybe who, you know...
0: Right, right.
1: uh, ...does the roads will... Fix the pothole in front of my house. <laughs> but without the government, who's gonna build the roads? <laughs> well Who's
0: gonna fail to maintain the roads, you mean? Fail yeah. to properly maintain,
1: going to the fail roads. To maintain the roads. You and fucks.
0: True. And still collect your money
2: well, for it too. You're gonna have to correct. pay a
1: little bit more for your roads when there's no government, but There'll be
0: great fucking roads.
1: And you'll still pay less than you're paying to the government that's correct. because there won't be like seventy five percent hidden fucking overhead that doesn't that you can't track. That's right. So they're they're not going to be a salt shortage. (laughs) I love that one. Fucking
0: Lake Erie is the fucking salt mine. right? We don't have
3: enough salt. I'm not
1: going (laughs) to lie to you. When the fucking JP, when the salt shortage was happening, I was living in Stowe and my neighbors, there's a salt shortage. (laughs) No, for real. My fucking neighbors were working in that fucking Axo Nobel salt mine. They were working. They were being told to work fucking double shifts. Overtime? Yes. You have my
0: attention. During the
1: salt shortage. (laughs) I'm just saying. I mean, like, it was, and it was like, I was like, I heard there was a, I said, I heard there's a salt shortage. We have a water water shortage. There's a fucking Great Lake right there. We have a water (laughs) shortage. (laughs) My neighbor says to me, we can't drag the fucking salt out fast enough. We can't.
0: Who manages that? We're
1: at Nobel.
0: Okay, and they work with the state.
1: They're dragging, yeah.
0: Oh,
1: they're dragging. dragging. That explains it. It. Out from under fucking Lake Erie, like you cannot believe. We cannot get enough people. Do you want to come and fucking drag salt out of the fucking salt? I was like, fuck no. No, I want you to get paid thirty five dollars an hour to do it, and then
0: get double time. I sure don't. I'm
1: not even fucking. But this is so short. So during that's t-shirt worthy, by the way. Salt shortage. That's
0: t-shirt worthy, by the way. (laughs)
1: My neighbor. A lot of
0: great fucking ideas on this show, <laughs> guy. Yeah. There
1: Copy are written. hundreds <laughs> yeah. of people being hired extra to work for Axo to go under fucking Lake Erie, and drag the motherfucking shit right out from the lake. So there will be no salt shortage. But I'm like, you've been paying people for like three months. Yeah. And they're not bringing out any extra salt. Well. How's that working? You know what? We should not have a shortage anymore. We already we know the answer to what the it question. Is. It should be what it is. I know. It's um, easy. You should have solved it already.
0: This is officially the longest uh, podcast we've this ever is done. so the longest
1: and podcast. And I've had
0: a tremendous time. However, uh. I think we have to uh, wrap it up. Uh, Chris, uh, do you have any notes you want to share with us? Anything at all? Do you got anything? Um, actually, I did. I had a quote, and it
2: was from our, one of our opening subjects. Do the, it. please. Uh, now. And you have the floor. Um, and I felt like it was quite possibly – Especially, uh, you know, according to our modern world, it was just—it was just so spot on. But it was—and forgive me if I'm mispronouncing
0: this—Prudhon, Prudhon. Proudhon. That's okay, fine.
2: H is silent. Okay. Oh, but it it anyways, me. it yes, was—it's bon the—it's the, it's the uh, an excerpt from uh, the general idea of revolution from 1851, and I think it's amazing because it's from
3: 1851,
2: and it, so valid. it is relevant (laughs) even more relevant now more than ever um especially with the uh inception of the big brother state absolutely Um, so uh and like i said i just think it's a great quote completely off topic at this point in time now but uh, uh to be governed is to be watched inspected spied upon directed Law-driven, numbered, regulated, enrolled, indoctrinated, preached at, controlled, checked, estimated, valued, censured, commanded by creatures who have neither the right nor the wisdom nor the virtue to do so. That is just like, I, I got goosebumps just reading yeah, my that. My nipples are hard. I got goosebumps. i got three separate nipple heart incidents. And it ain't the fucking area. Yeah, and and yeah. I find it, it's amazing that something that somebody wrote in 1851. Powerful. I think is more relevant now than it ever was and speaks to me on such a deep level. I mean, like I said, I got, I, for real, I got goosebumps reading that. No, that's tremendous. Yeah. And and I, that, that was like, I was actually like the few notes that I took because I'm terrible about note taking and I was like, I had, I went to Make this, up for it for I, was, I And I appreciate that, man, because <laughs> I'm more of like a, I'm more of like a, I can bounce off of what other people sure, are saying type sure. of thing. Hey, we're all different. Uh, but no, but no, I was thinking, I was so anxious on my way up here because I'd never done. It. I'm like, oh my god, I was like, I'm so worried. I'm gonna sound like a complete dumbass. Like I'm gonna have nothing of value. But as I did do some research, that was the only thing that I took down because that that. And and it goes on much longer. It's it's an entire paragraph. But I just wanted to read that first part.
0: Which uh, which one of his works is this from again? Uh,
2: the general idea of revolution.
0: The general idea of revolution by Pierre Joseph Hubon. Um, we can add it to uh, Ray. I don't know. Can we add some of these to the uh, list? Yeah, I've um, been
1: taking notes.
0: Okay, excellent. Uh, I have a few uh, works really, that I will. Really, you think also... I'm not
1: taking notes while you guys are spouting off and quoting stuff? I'm like, I'm citing. I got, <laughs> a, I got a quote <laughs> here too. I got too. Your citations, motherfucker.
0: Uh, some of the books that I'd like to recommend. One of them. This is the quote that it, uh, a quote from the book that I'm about to recommend, and it is quote: Each and every person who advocates government in any form, whether liberal, conservative, moderate, independent, communist, fascist, constitutionalist, or any other flavor believes that representatives of authority should, on a large scale, commit acts which, if done by anyone else, would be widely recognized as unjust and immoral. All statists believe that the people who make up government have an exemption from basic human morality and not only may do things which others have no right to do, but should and must do such things for the supposed good of society, the type and degree of aggression varies, but all status advocate aggression. That is from the most dangerous superstitions by Larkin Rose. Um, a couple of other that I have, and I'll turn my notes over to you Ray so you can have uh, so you don't have to write everything down. Uh, Prison Memoirs of an Anarchist by Alexander Berkman. Uh, the book is excellent. It's very heavy on the Marxist rhetoric as far as hearing words like proletarian. Um, class, but nonetheless, it's. I think it's worthy of a read. He's, he he sh- well, he tried to shoot um, the head of the uh, of the steel factory that where the Homestead strike was happening. He shot, but didn't kill him, and he was thrown in prison as a result of attempted murder. Um, another one I'd like to recommend. It's a very short read. It costs you less than ten dollars. Um, it's oh about fifty two, fifty three pages. It's called Anatomy of the State. And it's by Murray Rothbard, oh, yeah, that's one a of fantastic, the most influential uh, men book. in my development of uh, my anarchist ideas. And the other one, of course, is by Noam Chomsky, and it's called Chomsky on Anarchism. Of course, our anarcho- self-identified anarcho-syndicalist.
1: Yeah, I have um, uh, some issues with Chomsky, but I think that... I he, think we I, all as do. A, As a linguist, he has an an incredible command on how we converse. Incredible command. And even if you don't agree with what he has to say, you can learn a lot from how he says it and from his arguments and how he advises uh, uh, people to talk about politics.
0: Okay. And the last one, of course, I already mentioned is The New Libertarian Manifesto by Samuel Edward Konkin III, part of the movement of the libertarian left. This is a free PDF download. Uh, it's available to everybody if you're really interested in any uh, uh, any anything regarding agorism or agorism uh, yeah, I would we're highly still not recommend sure how it. To say that. Um as far as uh, films that you can watch for free the two my two favorite and I'm not kidding you when I tell you guys these are awesome and powerful. Um, the first one is called No Gods No Masters. It's a French three-part documentary which Love of it. course is uh, it was translated into English, but you have so many different uh, historians, PhD-level people, talking about the anarchist movement from its inception after the Industrial Revolution to the modern day, uh, the rise and fall. There's a big, huge section on Catalonia um, and how the communists and the fascists worked together to kill anarcho-syndicalists and the movement that was successful in sprouting. I highly recommend also, this one is an excellent one. It's from 1983. It's called Anarchism in America. You will run into a guy named Murray uh, Pukin, uh who was an anarcho-communist. He used to be a Marxist, but then he became a, a, a very critical of Marxist ideas. And I can appreciate that. That is some self-examination. It's hard Absolutely. to break that program. It, it is, was hard for me is. as a as a recovering Marxist. It creates a um, lot of cognitive <laughs> creates yeah. a lot Murray of cognitive Marxist. dissonance for a lot of people. Absolutely. Uh, and these that. are both on YouTube. Uh, they're, it, and it's called Anarchism in America. And you get not only him, but truck drivers. Regular people talking about how they feel about the government and how there's always been an extremely strong streak of individualism and anarchism in individual Americans. Uh, did, going back I to I Benjamin look, Tucker, okay, the yes. individualists, okay, Lysander Spooner. I think he started the, the, the first company that tried to rival the post office and the government shut him down because he was competing with the post office and the state said, fuck that shit. There's <laughs> only one way to send mail in this country, motherfucker. Yeah, Go yeah. sit I mean, down. It's
1: our way. Now, I think Anarchism in America, I did take a look at that and I really enjoyed it. So, also, I think a great resource, especially if you're just, it's something you're just kind of like tipping your toe in or nervous about. <laughs> I always tell people anarchism isn't scary. There's no reason to be afraid. We're not we're not scary people and um there's a ton of cool stuff available.
0: I agree. Um Time for some plugs here. Uh yeah, plugs. I hope that uh, the audio this time was much better. We got our shit together. I've dumped like over $100 into microphones and converters and fucking shit like that. Yeah. Um, because it's important. I don't give a fuck if, if two, three, or four people listen to this. We, I, It was an idea that we wanted to do long ago, and uh, uh, we're just putting it together. We're not doing this for money. We're doing this for fun, and maybe somebody gets something out of it. Um, I can't thank enough uh, our guests that came here. Uh, Chris has always been a great friend of mine. Great minds think alike. They stick together. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Uh, Chris is a musician, and at this time, Chris, if you would please like to plug your band, any of the work you got going on, where we can listen to your music, any shows, please tell a- us. Absolutely.
2: absolutely. So uh, so once again, my name is Chris Gooding. Uh, I'm a, a bass player and one of the vocalists uh, for my band, uh, The Negative One. Um, you can look us up on Facebook. We do have a Facebook page. Uh, we're very active with that. So if anybody messages us or, you know, whatnot, uh, we're pretty active with, with communicating with people. Um, we also have a a seven song EP out, uh, that we put out on Bandcamp. So you can actually find that. Uh, you can actually listen to it. I actually just upped it. Uh, but you can listen to it like five times for free before it, it expects you to pay for it. Uh, but it's the negative one dot bandcamp dot com, uh, so you can go there and you can listen to you know all seven of our tunes, five times a piece. Um, we do have a show coming up uh, July thirteenth at uh, McAlpine Meadery down in Beach City. Uh, we're going to be playing with a couple other cool bands. Uh uh oh, the-
1: Beach City. I love it there.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's nice because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. So we can oh, make all, no, we, we can, my, we can make all the ruckus there we there want to. Time. Yeah, so we, to yeah to, we can make all the ruckus a good we spot. want to. So, yeah, so we're going to be playing out there in Beach City on uh, Saturday, I believe, Saturday, July 13th. Uh, we're going to be playing with another band uh, that actually just put out uh, uh, an EP, uh, The Ready Fuels, um, with my buddy David Baker. Um, so, we're going to be playing with them and a couple other really cool bands. Um, but, yeah, that, that's it. So.
0: Outstanding. I hope someday that there's some collaboration between the negative uh, one and the international yeah, bittering. Yeah, we're,
1: I mean, we're, we're gonna we're gonna to take gra- that out.
0: The best uh, grunge garage band in uh, yeah, county. we are. the I best. We
1: band. are the best fucking grunge band you have not heard of, but we will go ahead and get you a CD. Um, we're gonna yeah. Ibu is still playing at Crafty Mart uh, coming up here in August in Alliance. At Jupiter Studios, same shit, different day. We um,
2: Jupiter Studios.
3: We're not,
1: we're not really doing um, an enormous amount of stuff. I'm giving the finger to Chris because it's funny. Uh, doing, yeah, me and Jupiter Studios, yeah. I, so, I just love the So We're not venue. doing a ton of stuff, Fair but we're we're doing some things, and uh, maybe we're going to be making showing Annabelle's again because we keep getting asked to come back. So we'll try that. But, you know, honestly, like, we're a garage band, so fuck it. Um, more importantly... Fuck it. Fuck it, right? Fuck International it. Bittering Unit. Listen to us or don't. We really don't care. Um, if you don't like
0: International Bittering Unit, then fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. you. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. One more time. <laughs> fuck so <we're> you. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> more
1: more importantly, we have, a, we have our a lightsaber showing... Uh, Jeff and I are going to be doing a fighting demo at Crafty Mart. Um, same time, same day. I think it's August 17th sometime.
0: Could you please talk about the website?
1: Yeah, well, form5sabers.us. And uh, Jeff and I are going to be doing uh, some demo work. We're going to be doing some uh, syncopated and like set-out lightsaber fights. So. It's going to be better than just us hitting each other in the head, so, you know, it's nice to come and see. Um, otherwise, check us out on the interwebs. We're still here to uh, to build you lightsabers anytime you like. And, of course, I'm here to make art, you know, Hit me up. So why didn't you, like,
2: lead off the introduction with she builds fucking lightsabers? How's come I'm just now learning about this? Because it's
0: something we do at the end. Okay. Uh, she built it. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: something we do at the end, but okay. I'm, I'm more than happy to show you one when okay. we, uh, can, when we get test, out of here. I, was, oh, I mean. Yeah, no, 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 I saw your shirt. Okay. Okay. You're doing I was the I'm first just, one uh,
0: of Form 5 Sabers to receive 45. a Sith lightsaber, because I am uh, openly on the dark side, and our first first podcast was the discussion about the difference, and we had a great conversation, the audio is shit, Um, I hope this is the first time we get great audio, or at least mediocre audio,
1: well we're Um, going for
0: that, uh, Jeff and Ray put together a beautiful lightsaber, partially kind of my birthday present, partially not, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful lightsaber, and it is battle ready. I mean, you—it's nice. no, no, not no, the you shit can, you buy at you the can, store. Yeah, it's a yeah. swing, yeah. you swing, and fun, swing it. away. Yeah,
1: it's built and, for me. Um, <laughs> you'll see one
0: here after the show. Go ahead, take a look at it. Um, I can't I'm say
1: little, enough I'm enough, enough about it. I'm a little bummed. So, um, unfortunately, uh, Jay, because we don't have access to the purple one any longer, uh, um, you're going to have to start bringing yours. So if someone wants to fight, you know, they can kind of see how it works.
0: Sure. No problem. I only, I
1: only keep mine here. So I don't no have. No problem. Unless, unless it's a day where I've got a repair that I'm doing. Right I, right. I don't have other lightsabers. I just have mine. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Any other plugs do you guys have? Nope. Uh, okay. Nope. Chris? Nope. All right. Well,
1: derp, derp.
0: I'd like to thank you again <laughs> for, um, rock
1: and roll. Life is for good. joining
0: us. It's always great to see you. Um, you're a very close friend of mine. Hell yeah. I'm man. glad that we're on uh we Snapchat each other almost every day. I know, right? Ri- <laughs> fucking ridiculous revolutionary memes <laughs> and uh bitch about the government. I don't Dude, fuck yeah, the government. You got to have I someone to vent some, to, want you some know. Snacks. Who wants snacks? I uh I don't have anything to plug. I just go to graduate school and I do jujitsu. Uh I'd like to thank my professor. Uh I, he's a tremendous uh, professor. We've Been doing a lot of work this week with scissor sweeps, um uh clearing uh clearing mounts. Um uh, collar grabs, all sorts of fun stuff. And I've we're been incredibly awesome sore. we going to Jiu
1: Jitsu uh, podcast soon.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to having uh, uh, Ray's local professor come on and talk to us about it. I got a lot to talk about, yeah, and a lot she's to the ask. Tits. And uh, it's going to be tremendous. Um, I don't have well, anything going on. Um, hopefully, Ray and I could sit down sometime here in the future. This is the first time we uh, strung two shows together a uh, week apart because a lot has been going on. Hopefully, we can string something together here very shortly. Uh, if anybody wants to, to contact us, we are uh, J and Ray at gmail dot com, at J and Ray Talk across all platforms. Dope talks with Jay and Ray on Facebook. Um, I don't have anything else. Again, if uh, I think hopefully Ray will add some of these books and films to our show notes. If you're I curious, I
1: promise I will add all of the notes when I upload the podcast. Thank you. But we haven't picked a song.
0: Uh, again, I vote for Megadeth's off? cover of Anarchy in the USA, also known Anarchy in the UK. That that would be my choice. Okay,
2: Chris, vote. I don't really have any like suggestions off the top of my head, so I'm just gonna go with JP. Uh, your You, idea's gonna, you guys fine. are just
1: gonna gang up on me. All right. Well, I mean, All what's right, your so idea? No, I don't have no idea.
2: Oh, okay. I just thought so that it, nobody's, ganging up, no, nobody's ganging up on anybody. We're actually ganging up on
0: JP because neither of us have the, the reason suggestion. why. The reason. <laughs> The reason why I'm saying that is because right now, I mean, I'm I am a punk rocker, but I'm also a metalhead, and I don't give a fuck if people tell me I have to be one or the other. I no, do both. They
2: co- they come from the same place. Correct. I mean, you know, it's the sound of rebellion. They come from the same scene. I agree. Given
1: my, given my choice, I'd pick something from my own band, but we don't have an Anarchy song. so well, we're Well, not sung. yet. Not so yet. Not, not yet. Right. There's um, always hope.
0: The reason why I I suggested so maybe we'll
1: Megadeth and we lead out with Megadeth.
0: The reason Anarchy why in the USA. Um, Dave Mustaine was diagnosed with throat cancer. And um, hopefully he pulls through. Uh, Dave, uh, when it comes to guitar playing and metal, uh, I mean, it's hard to find somebody better.
2: Tremendous and, and, contribution. Yeah. Tremendous. Especially when we're
0: talking about thrash metal. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish Dave all the best. Uh, I'm talking
2: I, about a dude that was too wild for Metallica. And yeah, that's says, fucking Fuck, saying something. And then he said, "Fuck you guys, I'm doing my
3: own that's thing." That's right.
0: That's right. And his version <laughs> of uh, the, the mechanics is uh, a lot faster than the Four Horsemen. Even though I do like both of them, I'm not going to pick a favorite. Um, yeah, I, I figured that would be the best. Uh, the best guy to cover, or at least to uh, do our do our song. So again, uh, thanks to Chris. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. I hope you can come back when we do our current event show. That's going to be a real fucking shit show. I hope that I hope that you come on as a regular as a regular addition to the gang. I think that uh, (coughs) we could generate really good conversation.
2: Absolutely. Um, That was like that was that was great conversation. Oh, I think so. I mean, we
0: could like I said, we could do like four uh, three hour shows. We're already Uh, pushing two hours and thirty some minutes. Yeah. Which normally we get to an hour and one, and my my ass is usually numb. So I'm like, oh, my God. But I'm not even paying attention to that right now because yeah, it's, it's, it's something. Been, it's yeah, been, I felt
1: like that was a long time for been, you. It's been extremely engaging. <laughs> and
0: we're, glad that we, we're glad to have you. So to every, whoever listens, please download, spread the word, subscribe. If you use Podcast Republic, we're on there. Give us a review. Uh, we'd love to hear from you again. Jan Talk at gmail.com. Uh, Jan Ray Talk across all platforms. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, and we're on the Twitter machine. So uh, this is us signing off.
1: Yeah, we're easy to find. Yeah. Go be an anarchist.
0: Yeah, please. Really, or just leave be people an alone, anarchist. for fuck's sake. Live and let it is. Right, live. same right. thing. Be kind, goddammit. All right, thank you very much. Fuck bros. Bye. Bye.